Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. One hours, 15 minutes. Yes, let's go, baby. It is freaking Friday. Let's rank it rock here, Tone. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. What's up, fam? What is up, Rome? Jim G, Tampa Eagle. Chris D, Chris D's back. Where you been, Chris D? Uh, Blutorium, okay. Cody's nuts. <laughs> Chris D and, and Decoy Gaming. Tone, what's up, man? Oh, man, I feel great, man. Blessed by the best. It's Friday. Let's I can't go. ask for anything more, man. How about you? Oh, good, man. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I do I wish the game was Sunday? Yes. I, I, we keep it real here. We're honest. Yeah, yeah, that part. But, but you know what? You know what provides? You talked about it last week. It gives you another Sunday where you can kind of just kick back, chill, watch the other games, get a better feel for the you know everybody else, and mm-hmm. it's stress free. 
And then Monday is stressful. Until Monday. <laughs> Until Monday, right? You know, Monday, Monday already, is stressful. Yes. M- Monday already comes with its own set of challenges, right? Yeah, now true. I have that. Now I have to add a football game on top of that. So, yes. man, it's going to be a hell of a matchup, man. Eagles versus Chiefs is the matchup we are waiting for, man. The Super Bowl rematch. But we all know this is only a crumb to the bigger loaf of bread here. So we're trying to uh, continue to keep our heads down here, stay focused on the main thing. And uh, look, let's get this W on Monday, man. I'm excited Amen. for it. Amen. And we're, we are we are going to just every single angle you could possibly conceive of, we are going to look at this thing. Oh, Christy. All right, let, let's see. I, I said, where's Christy been? Classes all week except for Friday. So I'm in my favorite spot this afternoon with you guys. Thank you, Chris. Awesome. Thank you. You're the best. You're the best. We missed you. It's the only reason I brought it up. I know you're not slacking. I know how hard you work, Christy. I know what you got going on. Um, but no, it's good to be hanging out with all you guys. Hit the like button if you could, friends. We appreciate that. Uh, very excited, very excited for the game on Monday, that's for sure. And I'll tell you, Tone, you know, we had a game that we were excited for last night. Um, you know, with yeah. the Ravens and the Bengals, it had a lot of steam taken out of it in game when Burrow goes down. Not only that, I mean, this was a devastating game, really, potentially for both teams. The the Ravens lose Mark Andrews, stud tight end. And we don't this that Burrow thing when you're just throwing a pass and you 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 know, crumble over in pain, it's a bad sign, man, on both fronts. Yeah, I, I can only imagine how frustrating it is for him for the simple fact that you know he's been battling injury, you know, for the better part of the uh, first part of the season. Yeah, and he finally started to get you know get a swing back. He finally started to get healthy, and all of a sudden now he's dealing with a hand injury, uh, not just any hand injury, but to the throwing hand uh, after the game. Um, there was some footage uh, that was posted on the socials of him talking to, I believe it was Patrick Queen or, or one of the Ravens linebackers. I can't remember exact remember exactly who it was. Yeah, but uh, they uh, they were able to read his lips and you know how they put the subtitles at the bottom of everything. Uh, essentially, what he said to the linebacker was, uh, "I heard something pop, you know, so we'll see what you know, you know, we'll see what happens." That's not uh, yeah. So that's not that's not really a, that's not really a good sign. On top of that. Uh, word is the Bengals are under fire and under a probe by the NFL because of the simple fact that apparently he came into that game with something on his hand, some kind of device, some kind of rap. Uh, yeah, well, he and got they didn't the have him on injury list. Yeah, we yeah, got the there's like, exactly. it's like the Zabruder film now. We're like, we're like going tight in on the shot to see it, and he's just, he's just getting like <laughs> grabbing his luggage with the other hand. But he had a he had one of those like you know hand braces that you see people that are coming off of you know some kind of surgery or something like that. Yeah. Soft, you know, not a cast, a wrap, but more. No, more yeah, like it, it, it was something very sleek, very. Yeah. It was black, and it kind of looked like it wrapped around a finger, and it, it looked like some kind of brace or support for right the thumb or whatever it may be. So who knows? But the problem now is with gambling, especially the betters want to know if there's something going on, you know. And this is very real. The NFL takes the injury list very seriously, and I think the Bengals are going to be in some trouble for this one. Well, well, and and let's. Let's make sure we got this thing accurate here. They don't take injuries seriously. They take their money seriously. Correct. That's what it is. They That's correct. It. They take their money seriously. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So that I think that's the thing to to watch here. I think the bank look the Bengals don't end up getting fined or something. I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. The big deal is if Burrow's out or done, they're done. And they're already tank they're they're teetering right now after that mm-hmm. loss last night. I mean I'm talking about a team that started off very poorly, got hot, had a bad loss last week, and then loses last night. Like, I don't know that I'm going to run. If, if Burrow's out, I'm absolutely writing him off. If Burrow could come back, maybe they still have a chance. 
they're in big, 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 big trouble right now. Yeah, that would be the second quarterback to go down in the AFC North in a matter of two weeks. Uh, not a, it's almost like it's almost like they're trying to gift the Ravens this, you know, this division, you know. And I'm not saying like the league, but more more so just the no, football. Just the circumstances, in other words, yeah. football guys would have it would have it so that the Ravens um, run away with this division. So you know, at, you know, as it stands right now, uh, I believe the Ravens they are eight and three. They're eight and three. Steelers are six and three. Browns six and three, and Bengals are five and five. Uh, the lonely team looking out from the wayside. And uh, I'll be honest: if 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 Burrow misses even misses even another week, if he, if he misses one week, uh, their season is over. It's already it's already hanging on by a thread. You have teams that are you have teams that are starting to catch on, like the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what the Buffalo Bills are able to do if they're able to bounce back and somehow sneak in. Um, the uh, the Raiders are trying to turn the corner right now. Right. As much as as much as the Chargers look bad, still got to pay attention to them. Uh, you know they have what they're four and five. They have eight games left. Who knows? So, uh, this is something that we all have to pay attention to, especially on the especially on the AFC side. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know we'll you know we'll see how this thing pans out, man. I hope I hope everything doesn't uh anything in the long term. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And if we get anything during the show, obviously we'll 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 talk about it. We'll pass it along. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixers at the Hawks tonight. Another in season tournament game. Woohoo! Uh, tonight <laughs> we'll see. Embiid's dealing with a hip, uh, so I I don't know. Tone. I I we'll see if he plays tonight. But I, I, at some point, let me look at their schedule. Actually, what they have coming up. At, at some point, he's going to sit. Uh, and I feel like we're we're kind of building to that. Uh, you know, it was questionable for both games last week. Um, they had they're at Atlanta tonight at Brooklyn on Sunday. I, I think in one of those two games he doesn't play. I don't know which, but I'm thinking one of those two games he probably doesn't play. Would be my guess. Yeah, you know, MB man throughout his entire career, health has always been the thing. Um, it's early in the season, so I'm not going to kill him for it just yet. Uh, but again, uh, someone of his size, someone of his importance to the organization, they need him as healthy as possible when it, when it matters most. So. Look, man, get your bumps and bruises now because man. after the all-star break, I don't want to hear a damn thing. No. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Or playoffs, more importantly. Exactly. More importantly. Uh, because that's the biggest thing, is that not only have they underachieved, they're always limping to the finish line because they're beat up. You know, whether it's Joel, Joel's always got something. I mean, some of it's just really bad luck. He breaks his face, you know, whatever. But there's always something. I mean, it <laughs> no. what literally. No, yeah, yeah. I, I remember when that happened, man. That was uh that was that was just one of the most unfortunate things I've ever seen, and I said to myself when, when that happened, I'm thinking to myself, "You're killing this team. Why is he still in the game?" And yeah. lo and behold, good old Doc. Happened. Yep, having the way it happened. Yeah. But it's all good though. We it's have some football good. to talk about. We have the Eagles to talk about. We do. A t- we do. A team, a team that provides us significantly more optimism. Yes, sir. All right. So I want to hit you with this one. Let me just I, let me early hit you with the uh, the Eagles question of the day. All right, so we look at this game with the Chiefs. Got a lot of a lot of big boys, a lot of studs in this thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. My question is, how many players playing in this game on Monday night will end up in the Hall of Fame in your estimation? Who Man. are they and how many guys will end up in the Hall of Fame? It's you know, when you asked me this, it, it made me start thinking about the guys who are kind of borderline. Like, damn, is he a Hall of Fame player or is he just a Hall of Very, very good? 
You know right. what I mean? There's a big, big difference. Um, and it's a, it's a blurred line now these days. Right. You know, it seems like the Hall of Fame is getting more and more lenient with whoever gets in. Yep. Uh, so I, I feel like, I mean, you and I both know the obvious choices off the top of, off the top of the head, off the top of our heads are the Kelsey brothers. They're getting in. The Kelsey brothers are definitely getting in. Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, respectively. Jason Kelsey, arguably, um, arguably one of the greatest centers to ever put his game. He is the greatest center to ever to ever play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, there hasn't there hasn't been a center that we've seen that can move like him, that can get to the second level like him, that can run in open space like him and just block. Um, he's one of a kind. On top of that, he's doing everything he's doing while being one of the smaller centers in the game. Yep. So um, that's something to be that, that's something to behold. Also, he's um, one of the architects, uh, one of the main guys behind one of the most unstoppable plays in NFL history, the brotherly shove. So um, he's going to go down in history as being one of those guys as well. So I think, obviously, for those reasons, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Travis Kelsey, no introduction needed, man. One of the greatest tight ends ever played, one of the most explosive, one of the most productive, um, has played with one of the best quarterbacks ever, one of the best coaches. Um, a guy who used to be a quarterback in college, transitioned to tight end so he can you know, you know know extend his career. And he is who he is, man. He's him. So Travis Kelsey, for obvious reasons, the Kelsey brothers are definitely getting in. Uh, the other guy I thought about uh, on the Eagles side was Lane Johnson. I think Lane Johnson is going to get in. He may not be first ballot, but I think he'll be second ballot or something like that. Um, Lane Johnson, uh, one of the best right tackles of his era. Um, we understand right tackles don't get as much love as left tackles, but in this new NFL, right tackles got to be – just as good, damn near, if damn near close to as good as the left tackle because of these edge rushers coming off both sides. Most teams have two dominant edge rushers. You got to have two do- two dominant tackles, and uh, Lane Johnson has been that for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Mahomes, obviously. Yeah. Mahomes is definitely going to the Hall of Fame. It's no question. We already know what his legacy is. No need to spend too much time on it. He is him. He is that guy. He is the baby goat continuing to uh, develop in front of our very eyes. And this is just where it gets tricky. Um, and, then, and this is where you got to come in and help me out with this because, yeah. you know, is Fletcher Cox uh, a, board, a, a borderline or is he a Hall of Famer for the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, you know, if A.J. Brown keeps pace with the way he's been productive, could he potentially be a Hall of Famer if he if again, if he continues to stay as dominant, as productive as he's as he's been um, still very young in his career? This is all foresight. But Fletcher Cox, he's on the tail end. So, you know, let's start, you know, let's start with him. Is, is Fletcher Cox? Uh, a borderline Hall of Famer is he? Is he in? Is he second ballot? Well, you tell me, and then I'll give you my list to tell me if you think he gets in. I don't think he does. I don't. I don't. I don't think he does either. He he wouldn't make my list. Fletcher falls into the just on the outside looking in category, just on the outside looking in, which is a which means you had an unbelievable career. Yeah, by the way, that's not a put down in any way, shape, or form. That is, you had an unbelievable career. You're just short of Canton. So, yeah, and let's and let's be honest. If we're saying, yeah, we don't know if he gets in just yet. Just think about that. That just think about that. We're talking about you in the same sense of potentially getting into the Hall of Fame. There's no disrespect involved in this conversation in any way. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Like we don't have this conversation with guys like Broderick Bunkley. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, the fact that we're having this conversation in the same sense. Yeah, no disrespect um, to Mike Patterson, but he's not in that conversation, right? It, exactly. And you know, Fletcher Cox, six-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. Super Bowl champion, um, the Hall of Fame All 2010s team. I mean, he has some accolades behind his name. Don't get it sure. twisted. Oh, it's, so, it's it's a conversation. Some guys yeah. are like, "Come on, this isn't even a conversation." He's a conversation. I, I, yeah. I agree with you. 
Yeah. yeah. Do you think he needed more first team all pros? I think that's I think that's what's holding him back because he had six Pro Bowls. I mean, probably. I mean, look, you're talking about a great combination of stuffing the run and getting after the quarterback from the defensive tackle position. A guy who's mm. been a stalwart for the same team for more than a decade, who's won a Super Bowl with that team, who's been the best defender on that team for a lot of years. I wouldn't still put him in that category. I'd put Reddick or Sweat in that category. But you talk about a, a, a beast. He's an Eagles Hall. Anthony's right. He's an Eagles Hall of Famer with yeah, without, without a question. doubt. Without, without a question. Doubt. Yeah, uh, I mean, 60, uh, 66 and a half sacks on his career. Uh, that's a lot of sacks for a D tackle. It is. No, it is. It is. Yeah. It, 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 it is, man. Um, he came. He came out. He, he came out as a rookie. You know, gung ho, man. Uh, if I had one critique, there's there's peaks and valleys with him sometimes. Yeah, and yeah, especially in the second two half or of three his career. Games, yeah, second half of his career. There's two or three games where you don't even notice him, and I understand part of that is the nature of the position, mm-hmm. where ends are going to put up and edge rushers are going to put up numbers with sacks and all that. Sometimes you have to occupy blockers and, and and do dirty work at the defensive tackle spot. So I get it. But I do think there are times. I think he's actually better than he was maybe even two, three years ago. He's playing better at a higher level. Props yeah. to him. Yeah, but now there were we'll... years where there were the peaks and valleys in there. And that that would that'd probably be my biggest um, biggest criticism. Yeah, so, his best stretch was 2015 to 2020, where he accumulated uh, three second-team All-Pros, one first-team All-Pro, and he accumulated his six Pro Bowls. So darn good. Um, he yep. He, you know, that 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 was his window. 2015 to 2020. That was his mm-hmm. window. Um, his best year was in 2018, uh, where he got first team all pro and a pro bowler. He had 10 and a half sacks, 46 tackles, uh, 12 tackles for loss, 30, 34 quarterback hits in 2018. He was unstoppable. Yep. So no, he was, he was. So Dan you know, thinks if, uh, if he, he does great. get in. Man, that you know, that that'd be awesome. Um, he does have a Super Bowl on his resume, so that that matters, right? Um, and for the for the most part of his career, he's been a pretty healthy guy. Obviously, in the tail end, you know, he has some moments, but for the most part, he's been a pretty healthy guy. So, so. Dan Dan thinks he's better than Bryant Young. Um, yeah, I look. I think you could debate that. I, I thought Bryant Young was a hell of a player. Uh, Bryant Young is in. Um, I don't. I just don't. The eye. More, it, maybe it's an eye test thing. Maybe I'm too too much of a critical eye as somebody who's watched him his whole career, um, where I wouldn't say he's in. But let me let me give you who I think is in. Well, I mean, I, Bryant Young had 89 and a half sacks on his career. I mean, that's the that last time I checked. There's more than 66 and a half. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, again, it's no it's no disrespect. And also, Bryant Young, um, Super Bowl champion, Hall of Fame All 1990s team. Now he does have less Pro Bowls with four. Um, Fletch, um, Fletch has six. Brian Young has one all pro, one first team all pro. Uh, Fletch has one first team all pro as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know. The sack numbers are starkly, are starkly different, but when you compare the accolades themselves in a nutshell, then you may, you may be on to something. Um, uh, whoever said that in the live chat, I can't remember who it was. Dan said it. Yep. Dan, yeah, yeah, Dan. You might be on something. Let me jump in. So here, here's what I would go with. Uh, both Kelsey's are locks. It's not even a question. Patrick Mahomes is a lock. It's not even a question. I think Lane Johnson, even though there's PEDs, but this sport is much more forgiving with PEDs than, say, baseball is. Yeah. Lane Johnson's dominance over the last five, six, seven years is, is almost unparalleled. The guy doesn't even give up pressures, although he did give up a sack this year. Um, but he, I think he should be in. So right there you're talking about both Kelsey's, Mahomes and Lane Johnson, I think, are all four getting in. I think three of those are stone-cold mortal locks. Mm-hmm. I think Lane Johnson should get in and will get in. 
the, here's what it comes down to for me. A.J. Brown, if he stays at this rate, he's only 25. He stays at this rate mm-hmm. for four or five more years, close to it, he gets in. That would be almost 10 years of sustained excellence. I think he gets in. Jalen Hurts, I think it's a matter of health. Can he stay healthy? Hmm. If Jalen Hurts stays healthy and continues to do what he does. Now, some of this also, uh, you're going to need to win one if you're Jalen Hurts, because that can be held against you, even though it's unfair sometimes. He's going to, if Jalen Hurts wants to get get into the Hall of Fame, if you ask me, if he wants to get in, he's going to have to win at least two. He's going to have to win at least two. You think he has to have two? I, I think you could get in with one. I think two really cements you. I think two cements you. If, if but that's the thing, right? That. You know, Jalen Hurts, he's – because he's not necessarily the stat sheet stuffer. Yes. I don't think – I don't think one would be enough for him. Um, he, come, he comes at it from a different kind of way. Yeah, you know, so you're going to – yeah, you're going to have to – he's going to go but down to the But do you think there's more hammer. leeway – there will be more leeway made – now, uh, do you think we're more understanding of the dual threat quarterback than we were the traditional just drop back now? Like by the time he's eligible, will it be viewed as uh, viewed a little bit differently? I think it should, but I, I don't know that it will necessarily. Um, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that it will um, because, you know, again, he's productive all across the board. Yeah. It's just that, you know, he's not exceptional at one th- any one thing. You know what I mean? He yeah. like he doesn't have the most electrifying arm. He he's not the most electrifying runner. Um the reality is, you know, Jalen Hurts as great as he is, he doesn't necessarily pop off the screen all the time, right? So I think I I, th- I think if he wants to get in, he has to win two Super Bowls. That like you said, that cements him. That makes it undeniable because, you know, he's talented. He's productive, but on top of that, he wins. You know what I mean? He's already on track. You know, he's already on track to win a lot of games throughout his career if he ma- if he maintains, you know, what he's been doing. Um, but I think I think Jalen Hurts personally needs two Super Bowls to be locked into the NFL Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, he wins one. I mean, it's Eagles Hall of Famer easily. Um, but if he wins two, I think I think that gets him in. All right, I think he can get in with one, but we'll we'll see. I, I think it depends on how things are viewed. Uh, you'll go for it. You think Hertz passes McNabb in passing yards all time in a league that throws seven? Yeah, he very well could. I mean, you you look at the way, especially because as his career goes on, right? Um, he is going to run less and throw more. He just is. It's a league that throws more, and he'll throw more as his career goes on because guys naturally don't run as much because. They lose a little bit. They want to preserve themselves. So it's only natural that his passing numbers are going to go up. So I think he's got a shot. There's two other, I think, wild cards in this thing. Julio Jones has some damn good numbers. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Julio. That slipped my mind. Julio Jones' career, the last couple of years, obviously, he's, you know, Father Time's catching up a little bit here. But you look at his Atlanta years, and, man, he was machine-like. Mm-hmm. The other guy that I would I would think about here, Chris Jones, by by every by the time everything's said and done, you know, another defensive tackle. Chris Jones has a real good shot at this thing, too. Chris Jones is a monster. Yes, so true. I would I would just, you know, look at those two guys. They're not as obvious as some of the other ones, but you know, I would think long and hard about both of them. Because they no, yeah, I, I can't I can't I can't argue with those guys. Um Chris Jones, especially, man. He's He's a great player, man. That's just the reality. He's so productive. He's so ferocious, uh, man. Just 
he has two Super Bowls on his on you know you know on his nameplate already. All he has to do is maintain, and he gets in. But but I mean, it's just all the more reason. Like as if this game, there wasn't enough hype surrounding this game. Super Bowl rematch, Reed against his old team, the Kelsey brothers playing one another. You know, uh, Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And then you think about the amount of accomplished talent that's going to be playing on this field. I mean, this the Monday night, the ESPN folks have to be drooling. I mean, honest to God, like th- this is such an unbelievable setup for this Monday night game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was thinking about what Sill said with this, uh, what I got Big Sill said about um, do I think Hurts can pass McNabb in the all time passing? Um, you know, for the Philadelphia Eagles, I, I would have to agree with you. I think he can. Um, this and this is the reason why. You know, at the end of the day, it's a numbers game. It's a math. It's a math equation. And the over Diamond McNabb's career, and um, over his career, he's thrown for thirty-seven thousand two hundred seventy-six yards. That's his total career. Um, as a Philadelphia Eagle, he's thrown for thirty-two thousand eight hundred seventy-three. So if I just if I if I take his if I take his entire career numbers right, and I divide that by his twelve-year career. That's an average of uh, 3,106 yards per season. So if Jalen Hurts can have a 10-year, 11-year career at the Philadelphia Eagles averaging this exact amount of yards per season, which is very easy in this new NFL, he'll eclipse David McNabb's passing numbers for the Philadelphia Eagles easily. Mm-hmm. You know, if I take it a step further, if I take it a step further right now with Donovan McNabb's 11 years, specifically with the Philadelphia Eagles, 32,000. 873 yards for his entire Eagles career, which is 11 seasons divided by 11. That's a, that's a total of 2,988 yards per season. Jalen Hurts is easily going to pass those numbers if he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles for 10 seasons. Um, at, you know, at the rate he's passing it now, even if he even if he's averaging 3,800 yards a season for 10 straight years, he's going to pass it on You know, without a shadow of a doubt. Again, um, regardless if regardless if you want to debate talent, it's a numbers game at the end of the day. And he's going to, and if he stays healthy, which I think he will for you know ten seasons with the Philadelphia Eagles, um, he's already four, he's already four years deep, uh, three years as a starter. Um, as of right now, Jalen Hurts has ten thousand two hundred fifty three yards on his Eagles career. If you divide that by four years, that's twenty five sixty three. But remember, that first year he only played four games. Right. So, if I want to be fair to him, I mean I think. He's going to easily pass uh, Diamond McNabb's numbers. He already has ten thousand two fifty three in three years starting. So, yep. I mean, and, and look, let's face it, McNabb's career didn't last super long. It especially fell off after he left here. You know, the Washington and Minnesota years, it was over very quickly after that. And I, I you know, again, barring anything unforeseen here, I think Jalen may play longer uh, as an Eagle. All right, let's get a timeout. Uh, let's come back. What we're going to do when we dive back in is storylines. There's a lot of storylines coming off of the Eagles right now with guys returning. Uh, Jason Kelsey, interesting comments on a, on a quote unquote revenge game. Uh, Jalen hurts on his health guys coming back. What do you do to replace Goddard? What do you do with Travis Kelsey? All those kind of things. Next, the segment after that, we're going to do game over unders. For example, Jalen hurts 280 and a half passing yards. That's an example. We'll look at some of the big games in the league, including games related to the Eagles teams that are close to them in the standings in the NFC, NFC East. A lot of other storylines. We'll, we'll get into the Carissa Thompson thing. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, the uh, the whole debate about sideline reporters and what she had to say. She's also issued 
I don't know, a clarification slash apology today. <laughs> so we'll discuss all of that uh, when we can. We'll give our predictions, obviously. Uh, all of that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Habertown. Hungry? Yes. Check. Let's go, man. Bravo Pizza of Habertown is the place that you want to go. Family owned since 1985. Alex and the crew are in there seven days a week, just cooking up the best food possible. I'll be in there later today, as I am each and every Friday and days besides that. Uh, here's the great thing about them. They have 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have specialized pizza, however you want it. But if you're not up for pizza that day, great. They got fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads, anything that you're looking for. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for little leagues, for schools, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We were big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there, and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving them up and good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six. field of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank we're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids what we like about blocks is they really know where the need is this program ensures that their dollars come 100 percent into these kids for their tuition assistance if you are able blocks makes the eitc piece go very quickly and very smoothly turn your pa state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90 percent tax credit 
Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We are back. Thanks for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. Tony Shields, Rob Ellistone, and for Derek Gunn. Speaking of Derek, uh, you can still contribute uh, to the GoFundMe for Derek and his wife, Trish. Uh, Trish Trish, uh, suffered a very serious, serious medical uh, setback. And um, it has been a, the the guns are in for a very long road uh, for recovery, doing the best that they can. Um, but if you could please support them, um, and the goal is to raise 50,000, we're at 32,460, as you can see right there. Tone has put it in the chat, so you can connect right there to make it simple, or you could go to Derek's Facebook page and it will connect you there and it'll explain everything that's going on with Trish and what the gun family is, uh, is undergoing right now. And it's a lot, you know, it's a lot on Derek. There's some other stuff going on health wise in the family. So, uh, any, any, Anything you can do is appreciated. I, I can't emphasize that enough. There, there's nothing's too little. Okay. There's absolutely nothing that is too little. And, uh, and if you can't do anything, we get it. Just, uh, how about some positive thoughts and, and prayers, uh, thrown the guns way. So, uh, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for giving us some time with that. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Shout out to D gun shout out to his family, his wife, Trish. Uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. We're praying for you guys. So, um, yeah, like, you know, like Rob said it best, man, well, whatever you guys can provide any prayers, any love, any, you know, well wishes, uh, any, anything, uh, monetary value as well, it all helps. So yeah. we appreciate yeah. you guys. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, in, in, in talking with Gunner, he's like, man, do your thing, man. Talk, talk about sports, talk Eagles, have fun. And that's what we'll do. That's what we will continue to do, uh, for D gun. All right. So let, let's hit a couple things here, tone Eagles wise, um, practice yesterday. But it was interesting. You know, Jalen Hurts is a guy who's never going to give an inch on if he's hurt, how affected he was with that bad knee, et cetera. But you can read between the lines with him sometimes. So what I mean by that, he was basically saying the bye couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, he's not wearing that 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 sleeve that he was wearing uh, on right. the knee anymore for practice. And he said, feels really good. Like, I think these, these two weeks, you know, this time off, has really done him good. Um, and I can only imagine what that means in terms of his ability to, to, to A, to move around in the pocket maybe a little bit better. B, you know, the occasional called run. Hopefully he can get down and, you know, get into a slide mode before anybody hits him or whatever. But, I you know, I think this is a, a really big factor in this game, Tone, because as well as he's thrown, he's thrown the ball great from the pocket, man. But mm-hmm. if he's, like, clicking on all cylinders health-wise – we saw what he did against the Chiefs last year. And I know the Chiefs defense is better, 
But we, you know, this is a guy who tore them up minus the one mistake. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is on the fast track to recovery, man. Uh, you know, you said you said something pretty interesting. You know, he uh, is all you always got to try to read between the lines with him. And you know, he mentioned how not only was it necessary for him to get that time off, he said the other guys, you know, we, you know, they 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 took full advantage of it as well. Um, you know, you know, stepping away from the game, uh, getting your mind right, you know, putting things in perspective. Uh, this this Philadelphia Eagles team, I think they couldn't have had the better situation coming off this bye. Going up against this opponent, this is a point. This is an opponent where you want to have clear minds um, and able bodies. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a, a tremendous game. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to be one of those games where uh, he's going to need to throw for over 300 yards. Um, I think this is going to be a little bit more of a balanced attack, kind of similar to that Cowboys matchup. Um, but, but we're going to get into the stats a little bit later. But overall, uh, yeah, I watched that press conference as well, and he looks a, he he looked he looked a bit lighter. You know what I mean? He seemed, he seemed refreshed, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, he did. He he was <laughs> jovial's uh, <laughs> stretch. But yeah, I, him, I I wouldn't put jovial and Jalen Hurts in the same. No, sentence. I don't think those those. <laughs> no, I don't think we. Maybe if he wins a Super Bowl, we might see jovial. But we have yet to see jovial Jalen. Those two don't go together. But as far as like Mister Poker Face, like dead serious, lasered in guy. Mm-hmm. He looked a little lighter yesterday. That's all I'll say. I'm not getting crazy with this, but he was a little bit lighter. Listen, um, if, you, listen if you're going to uh, if you're going to try to win a poker tournament, right? If you're going to try to pull oh, off he's one the, the guy, if you're going to try to pull off the, one of the greatest heists in American history, call Jalen Hurts. You'll never know he did it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, he is 100%. The, he's a one seed as, as far as who I'm going after with that. Um, so that's really good, obviously. Uh, but let's hit a couple other things that, that could be real positives here injury wise. You know, I, I know Roby was here for five minutes before he got hurt again, but it, he's a guy who's played the slot a lot in his career. Mm-hmm. And frankly, they just don't have somebody who, who has any kind of familiarity. And you don't want to be throwing Bradbury in there. You don't want to be throwing Slay in there. You you don't want to be throwing the Sidney Brown in there. Mm-hmm. Get him back, I think, just settles everybody in a little, where it's not just a madhouse back there where you're just trying to figure things out. So he's, he, he was a full participant. Jurgens with the run game, and you know, and everybody's kind of talked about it. You know, not that Opeta was terrible or or Steen was terrible, but you know, Jurgens is good in the run game. So you get him back, that is a way for that that running game to get some balance with the passing game and look more like the team we saw earlier in the year who had the ability to run the ball very well. Yeah. But in terms of Roby, though, uh, they brought him in, and I think one of the first games we saw him was in that Rams game, right? And the first half, the first half, they were kind of feeling their way around. Um, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua, they were kind of, you know, you thought this game was going to be a runaway a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then that second half comes, and all of a sudden things settle down. Sean Desai makes his adjustments. Roby looked great. Everybody just looked super sharp holding uh the, holding Matthew Stafford and those guys, I believe, to under 100 yards passing in the second half or less than 110 yards. I can't remember the exact number. But – Regardless, that was the best. That second half was the best that pass defense has looked all year. And it was almost like they peaked right there, and then they started to decline slowly but surely because they had they had the Dolphins as well. Right. And they did they did a fairly nice job in that game. But still, um, it wasn't what it was in, in that Rams second half. That was their most dominating performance from a, from a pass defense perspective. Um, I agree. I think Brett think bringing Roby back settles settle things down a little bit. I don't think he's going to be this all of a sudden this you know this great eraser. I don't think that, but it settles things down. And um, 
those guys have had two weeks to essentially get familiar. And I, I, I think from this point forward, the pass defense, Lord willing and health willing, uh, it's going to be stabilized. Now, from a talent perspective, I don't think they could get better. I don't, I, and besides, I don't think the issue necessarily with the pass defense was talent. I always felt like it was more so lack of continuity, uh, injuries, uh, lack of lack of communication. Uh, this pass defense, they are who they are. Slay's not going to change. Bradbury's not going to change. Kevin Byard, they, they've all been in this league way too long. Um, so I think the best thing we can hope for is improved communication, improved execution, which will in turn equate to improved performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think that what you're looking for, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is you, you already have a really good pass rush. There's no doubt about that. If you can combine those guys getting pressure on quarterbacks, and you got obviously you're going to need to do that in this game. You, you let Mahomes sit back there and pat the football, it's over. But getting pressure on him, forcing him out of his comfort level, I know you want to talk about that in a minute, what you'd like to see the defensive line do with him, but uh, and get get your, your secondary solidified. They don't have great weapons. I know what, what non-great weapons did to them in the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and that shouldn't have happened either. But other than Kelsey... These receivers shouldn't light you up. They they're not Tyreek Hill. <clears throat> they're not Terry McLaurin. They're not some of the Garrett Wilson. Some of these other guys that they faced earlier in the season. It shouldn't happen. Now, if they do, it's going to be a troublesome sign for what's to come. Whatever Buffalo is, you got to deal with Stephon Diggs. You know, mm-hmm. then you got San Francisco with all the weapons they have. Then you got Dallas. Then you got Seattle. So if you're having a hard time with these wideouts, and I know it's Mahomes throwing them the ball and creating magic. It could make for a really long next four games after this one. Yeah, from from a wide receiver defensive back perspective or um, or matchup perspective, this is going to be their easiest matchup. Yeah, and from a from a pure wide receiver DB perspective, you know, not not necessarily including the quarterbacks. Um, when you have to deal with Sky Moore, um, Rashid Rice, and whoever else, McCall Harmon, those guys are not even the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the most talented receivers in the NFL. They're nowhere near it. But then, like you said, the following week, you got a Stephon Diggs, right? A one-man band, man. Then you got Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. And then you got to follow that up with, uh, who was that? Uh, you got CeeDee Lamb, who's having a, who has, who's having a really, really good season. Um, and then, you got DK Metcalf and uh, Jackson and Jackson and Jigba, and then you have uh, Tyler Lockett. So they're going they're they're going to have their hands full, and there's no better time to get that pass defense sorted out. You know, I kind of want to transition transition to what you said about Cam Jurgens as well. Sure. You know, when he went down, uh, their yards, uh, their rushing yard average, um, per, you know, per attempt dropped dropped by a full yard mm-hmm. after he left. So. I think him coming back is going to help improve that. My only concern is on the offensive line, more than any other position, they all – like there's no position group on the field where all five guys have to be on one accord at all times. And with him being out for so long and then you throw him back in there, you know, the those guys, Kelsey and Lane, they've had to deal with – they've had to balance between Sue Opeta and Tyler Steen. It's, it's, it's kind of been – you know, all over the place with those guys. So I'm curious to know if Cam coming back will either improve them or potentially they will have some rough 
you know, some rough patches early on in that game so they can get the flow back. Because again, they have to they have to be synonymous. You know what I mean? And if if your offensive line isn't you know isn't in sync even by a, even by a measure, um, that can lead to a sack or even worse. So. I, I think it's going to be. I, I think they're going to hit the ground running. I do. I think they're going to hit the ground running. Uh, have, having a e- little extra time with Stoutland coaching them up. That's a good point too. The, yeah, the I bar feel we good, definitely I feel good helps. about that part. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see the, re- the the run game return to an extent. It's not going to be their primary thing. We know that they're going to they're a pass first team. But I think the running game is going to look a lot better than it's looked the last three four weeks whatever it's been so i think for that i think that's going to return let me ask you this like do you think although i did say but when he left they, they're running their rushing attempts uh, per you know average dropped by one yard yeah do you think he was the sole reason why the run game suffered no, over the past several weeks absolutely not the sole reason no i i think they got away remember the jets game we were we were going crazy over the over the run pass ratio i think right. some of it is the eagles have gotten away from it a little bit I think Jalen not being healthy and the threat of the RPO with the mesh play when they know it's not Jalen's not going to keep. So you're, mm-hmm. you're either pounding the running back or you know it's going to be a pass. There's only two portions of the RPO as opposed to three. I think that helps it helps other teams and hurts the Eagles run game. I think the other thing is when you have A.J. Brown, you're going to throw the ball a lot to that guy. Mm-hmm. It's only gonna- natural. You, you know, your, your pass, your run attempts is, are going to be down and your passing attempts are going to be up. So I think it's a lot of things, Tone. I don't. I don't think it's just. Certainly not just Jurgens for sure. I think it's a lot yeah. of different things. Yeah, I agree. I think it was several variables that kind of worked in concert. So yeah, I agree. All right. So here's here's the question though, and, and maybe maybe we kind of answered this a little bit with with Roby. I don't know who handles Travis Kelsey. It won't be Roby. He's too small. Do you do you throw Bradbury on him? I mean, what do you what do you do? Because he's got the size at least. I don't feel comfortable moving. Me personally, I don't feel. I don't feel comfortable moving Bradbury away from his primary position again. Um, I worry about these linebackers, argue, dude, on him. No, no, I hear you. I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I think because, you know, they play a lot of zone anyway. So they're going to probably be passing him all, all that kind of stuff. That's why communication is going to be so key. I think, I think it's going to be – I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Byard is tasked with having to monitor him most of the time. Um, yep. I think that I think they're going to do their best to try to make those windows smaller to Kelsey and force Patrick Mahomes to uh, elevate those other receivers. Um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to double Kelsey or, or try to bracket Kelsey. You know, try to again try to make those windows smaller so he isn't necessarily a primary option. We know every play, Travis Kelsey is going to be the number one option. He's going to be the first person Mahomes look for. Take that away, force Patrick Mahomes to get creative, and at that point, maybe some turnovers happen. Maybe some tip balls because though those 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 uh Chiefs receivers they the ball bounces off their hands qu- quite a lot so oh, yeah. you know we'll see how we'll see how everything pans out but I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a combo effort um between the safeties and the slot I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing you know Roby and Blankenship kind of bracketing him or depending on what side of the field he's on um you know Kevin Byard and Roby and here's another thing too what makes Travis Kelsey so dangerous. Is is when they move him in that flex position, you know, when they put him in that slot spot, and um, it it gives him free reign to come off that line of scrimmage untouched. Right. I think, I think they need to find a way to get somebody to put hands and feet on him early at the line of scrimmage, and then you know just knock him off his spot, knock off the timing just a bit, mm-hmm. and you know we'll see where it goes from there. I, I think you. Here's the thing. I mean, I know. Believe me, I, I'm not discounting what Mahomes is capable of, and it's it's greatness. But 
if you make them one dimensional, I know Andy's going to just say, if the Eagles are stuffing the run early, Andy's going to say, forget it. I'll, I'll throw it 48 times. He's not afraid to do that. You know, then, then let's go get, get some sacks, get some interceptions here, make them one dimensional where Pacheco's not running, gashing that middle. This is also where Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis come into play, you know, in a big way, that's going to be huge uh, in this. So I, I think you can, you can definitely change the look of this thing um, with this team. Interestingly enough, too, Tone, Chiefs have two different tackles now starting. Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley are gone. They've replaced them with the, some veteran guys, Donovan Smith and Juwan Taylor. Smith ranks 56th and Taylor ranks 62nd in PFF in terms of tackles. So they're, they don't, they're not really highly graded, although it, you do have to say this, too. They've only given up 12 sacks through nine games. So for what, whatever they're doing, they're not, you know, if that's Mahomes getting rid of the ball quickly or, or getting out of trouble, I don't know. But they've been good at not giving up a lot of sacks. I think you can make them one-dimensional. I think that's going to go a long way to success, too. Yeah, I think that's what they have to do. I think it's going to begin with making sure the Chiefs have no other option but to pass the ball. Um, I want to force Patrick Mahomes to have to throw the ball downfield to those other receivers. I want those. I want to force those other receivers to have to make plays, have to make big catches on third and long. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Because if the common denominator, I've been talking about this all week. The common denominator in those in those two losses that the Philadelphia Eagles experienced by the Chiefs, the common denominator is the lops uh, is the lopsided nature of the run game. Uh, the Chiefs. Uh, through uh, through those two games played, I think they've accumulated, uh, if I got my numbers correctly, they've accumulated damn near 350, like 400, o- o- almost 400 rushing yards on the Philadelphia Eagles through through two games played. I think in the first matchup, they put up like uh, 250 or 260. Then in the Super Bowl, they put up like 150. So they're averaging, uh, the Chiefs are averaging about 170, 175 rushing yards, almost 180 yards rushing in two games against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the common denominator. Um, Patrick Mahomes hasn't really thrown for big numbers against the Philadelphia Eagles in those two games, despite what you yeah, – despite what the, the Super Bowl numbers the are surprisingly well. low. Right. So yeah. I think I think, I think, think, think really you want to beat the Chiefs, eliminate their run game entirely, and then at that point they're one-dimensional and you have an ability to focus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like discourage them, from, discourage them from running that ball. Because Andy's going to try it no matter what. He doesn't care if you're the number one run difference. He's going to he's going to try it. He's going he's he's going to test. He's going to test your gangster and see if you really, you know, see if you're really about it. Um, so I think I think the Eagles got to stop the run. The Eagles got to get their run game going. I personally believe the team that has the most rushing yards, um, and has the least amount of turnovers, wins the game. I, I think it's interesting because I, I'm still a firm believer in if you can keep that guy off the field. You're doing yourself a real service. Keep Mahomes off the field. I get that their offense, is, in terms of scoring, is down a little bit, and their defense is way better than it was last year, but it's right. still Patrick Mahomes. And it's still Andy Reid coming off a bye. So that's the other thing, too, Tone. You know, a 27 and four uh, coming off the insane, you know, Andy Reid's numbers. I do, I just wonder, like, having seen him up close and personal in the Super Bowl, having game plan for him, and then seeing actually what the Eagles did. Because let's face it, Jalen Hurts had a big game against them. I really wonder what he and Spagnuolo are going to come out with here to try to counter you know, what the Eagles like to do. And, and in turn, what Nick and what Brian Johnson and their crew are, are going to do to counter the counter. 
Like mm-hmm. the, the chess game to me is, is just fascinating here because these teams know each other pretty well considering they're in different conferences because they played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the thing. Familiarity breeds contempt. And, uh, you know, we're going to see what Brian Johnson and Sean Desai have up their sleeves. Uh, this is going to be a big game for both of those guys. You know, can Brian Johnson find a way to outwit Steve Spagnuolo? Uh, can Sean Desai find a way to outwit uh, Andy Reid? You know, only time will tell, man. Uh, I'm super excited for this matchup. I think this is going to be a great game. You know, I want, you know, I want to ask you a question, though. Uh, what are the ramifications of this game in terms of Jalen Hurts' MVP candidacy for you? Uh, it, it plays into it. You go you on the national stage and beat Mahomes and outplay him if if that's what it comes down to. If it's not you know some kind of like defensive battle or whatever, yeah, absolutely goes a long way because he. I think it's pretty wide open, don't you? I mean, yes. do you think anybody's a lock right now? No, not at all. Not you at know, all. And and really, he had it until he got hurt last year. I think if he doesn't go down for the what was it two? He missed two, and then he wasn't himself for the for the when he had to come back and play in that Giants game. Right. If he or whatever it was, it was it two. I think it was still. Yeah, but, yeah. He missed the Cowboys and the Saints matchup, but then he yeah. came back for the Giants one. Yep. So if he finishes the year strong and is right, as great as Mahomes was, and Mahomes was great too, I think Jalen wins it last year. So absolutely, he he goes toe to toe with him, wins at his place. Yeah. I mean, who would you say it is right now? Who's your who would who would you who's your leader? You know, my leader, my leader right now is Lamar Jackson, and I have Jalen Hurts a close second, and then I have Mahomes third. Okay, those okay. are those those are my top three guys right now. I yeah. think it's going to come down to one of those three guys, and you know, in the end, um, outside of those three guys, um, I understand people want to put CJ Stroud in that conversation, but they're not going to do it. He's a rookie. Um, you know, it, it's, it's and, and, and as much as we want to, we want to campaign for receivers. Receivers aren't getting it either. Let, let's right. be real. It, 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 exactly. Um. You know, on top of that, CJ Stroud has the lowest completion percentage out of all those guys. His is 62%. Right. So, you know, that's that's going to count against him as well. And again, he's a rookie. They're not going to give him that. He you know he's going he's going to get um, offensive rookie of the year. That that's going to be his award for you know for, you know, for the taking. He's 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 almost guaranteed that award. But as far as the uh, the MVP, I think it's going to come down to one of three guys: um, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. And look at it like this, right? Look at it like this, Eagles fans. Think think about where we are right now. We're in 2023. And and we're talking about Jalen Hurts for two years in a row in the in the MVP in the MVP conversation competing against Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Hmm. You know, I know a lot of people um wanna, you know, say Jalen Hurts doesn't get the respect, da 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 da. And you know, at times I feel that way. But for me, I like to really more so think about the distance traveled for him and how he's positioned himself, how he's built himself up to be this hot commodity in the NFL and one of the most productive, one of the most uh, you know, electrifying quarterbacks that we, you know, that we see in the game right now. Uh, he wins games, and we're talking about him in the same breath as Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes, man. Right. Talk, talk, talk about distance travel for a second round pick. Boy, you're right. You know, and I, you're right. We, I think it's good and it's bad. Like we, we don't, we're not blown away by it anymore because he's he's that good, right? But if you do like take stock of it and take perspective on it for a minute, you consider how far he came before the start of the 22 season. Where people were like, I don't really know, man. I'm, yeah. And some yeah. people wanted to move on and would be a blah, blah, blah. To be where he is now in, in the conversation with the best of the best, yeah, he's come a real long way in a real short period of time. And, and props to him. Um, it's, it's, it is amazing. I mean, I never, I, frankly, I was, I was toned really big going into the 22 season. I said, just give him a chance, man. Give this guy a chance. And, and you know, with the same coordinator and same coach for two straight years. 
let him show us whether he can be the guy or not. But there were yeah. a lot of people who didn't want him as the quarterback. And man, what he's done since then is nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, my thing, my biggest thing was let's see what he has. Let's just see. 100%. I mean, I mean, I mean, what's where are we going right now? Let's just see. Let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, first year as a starter, got you to a nine and eight record. You sneak into the playoffs as a seven seed. Okay, he showed you that he showed you he can get you in the playoffs. And also, that team wasn't loaded by any stretch of the imagination. You know, they were talented on the O line, um, talented on the defensive line to a degree, uh, but they didn't have guys like Hassan Reddick. Um, Josh Sweat was still coming into his own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no, you, well, you make the trade for AJ Brown, and that's a game changer, right? Right, right. So, the, the Eagles showed you, you know, especially when they, especially when it came to terms that they weren't able to get to Sean Watson or Russell Wilson. Because let's be frank about this, they they, they tried to they put a they, they put in their ticket for those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Wilson vetoed it, he didn't want to, he, he didn't want to come to Philly, perfectly fine. Um, and we all know why Deshaun Watson went to Cleveland. So, um, Jalen Hurts ended up being the guy. Uh, and they did what they they did what they could to put some pieces around him um, to give him the best chance at success to find out what he, what can he do with it. Right. And lo and behold, he got you to a Super Bowl, man. After going nine and eight in his rookie year and getting to the playoffs, so there's there's been this steady progression in his career. Um, I would like to believe that trend holds true. Um, I think the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl this year. You know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I look. Ha- Right now, they're the favorite. I mean, you're talking about an eight and one team. And now people may say the Chiefs until you beat the Chiefs, and that's fine. I I, I respect that that take. But okay, then the then they're the the second team uh, in terms yeah. of the pecking order. So it's yeah. yeah. I mean, the team, the to team, beat a champ, you got to beat the champ. Exactly right. No, I I, I truly believe that. Like in, until you knock Andy and and Mahomes um, out, they're the team to beat. Period. If, if you're just talking about the league, I think the Eagles are still the team to beat in the NFC. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. All right. So we'll. Uh, We'll continue kicking around some of that stuff. We're going to get into game over unders. And I gave you an example of one Jalen Hurts over under 280 yards passing in the game. But I got I got about 20 for my boy Tone here, which I'm going to bounce off of you and you guys. I want everybody in the chat to jump in there too uh, on this also. And we'll, we'll, we got a lot more to do for sure when we get back. So don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal financial group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be very scary it was for me for a long time and frankly i got it wrong a bunch but i got it right now uh i trust jim implicitly i trust uh principal financial group with my hard earned uh savings and you will be pleased as well trust me when i tell you that whether it's retirement planning 401k review insurance review you might have a small business and you need help with the employee benefits that's another resource that jim can help you with I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You could also email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit at pond lee hockey we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients and we're confident we can do the same for you with over 250 years of combined courtroom experience 
we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. Yes, we are. That's Stone. I'm Rock. We're Sports League. Uh, let's hit the like button, friends. Thank you. Please and thank you. Uh, all right. So let's look at some over-unders here, Tone, for this game. These are these are the Ellis unofficial over-unders. This is not at, a, at a, any sports book or Ocean Casino. Or the Ellis like that. sports no, book. That's correct. My, yes, it is the the written on paper. Uh, yeah, not, not, any, not any app that you download or anything like that. Um, but I like to fire these your way, get your reaction, and we can bounce off of each other with these. All right. So let's start with this one. Let's start with Jalen Hurts. Over under 280 yards passing. He went over the 300-yard mark in the Super Bowl, but over under 280. What do you think? I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. Um, Again, I think this is a game where the running game gets heavily involved. Um, I think this is a game where uh, the Philadelphia Eagles try to have a balanced attack, try to limit the amount of possessions that the Kansas City Chiefs can have. Uh, I think it's going to mirror – uh, what they did against the Dallas Cowboys uh, at Lincoln Financial Field a couple weeks ago. Um, if you notice, they got the running game involved pretty early. They stuck with it. They ran the ball a grand total of 33 times, 23 times with the running backs, 10 times with the quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts threw the ball 23 times in that matchup, went 17 for 23, uh, completed over 70% of his passes. So 
I think I think this is going to be one of those games where Jalen Hurts is a highly efficient, yet he doesn't have the gaudy passing numbers. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually has around 250 passing yards, 260, and then he has maybe two passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown or something like that. I think it's going I think it's going to be very similar to something like that. I think it's going to be under, but it doesn't mean he has a bad game. Uh, exactly, and that's my yeah. point. Yeah, I, I think I think we could very well be looking at like a uh, an, uh, 24, uh, 28, 260 yards, two touchdowns, uh, maybe a touchdown on the ground. A very efficient game for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he goes. I think it goes under. But th- again, it, like we said, that's not a bad thing. You know the. Let me give you this one. Just I'm just taking this off the top of my head. Over under a half a turnover for Jalen Hurts. Does he go turn under. the ball over? This is a huge key with him. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under okay. because he's trending. He, so far over the past three, three weeks, he's shown me that the turnover bug is no longer uh, an issue. Um, I don't think he turns the ball over in this game. Now, granted, in that Cowboys game, they had uh, they had some they had some mishaps. But neither of them, per se, was his fault, except maybe that first one where uh, one of the guys got around the edge and knocked the ball out of his hand when he was trying to throw it. Um, but he fell right on that. But, you know, he hasn't had any uh, high turnover plays, really, over the past three weeks. He did throw an interception uh, in that in that Dolphins game, obviously. But for the most part, he's been protecting the ball. Um, I think he I think he doesn't turn the ball over at all this week. I actually think this is another week where the Eagles don't don't turn the ball over. So I'm taking the under on that. That's big. If that's the case, that's really, really big for these guys. They gotta clean that up for sure. All right. Uh DeAndre Swift over under 75 rushing yards. I'm taking you over. I'm taking okay. over this game. Um, I think I think this part of the season they're gonna let DeAndre Swift loose. I think he, I think he's going to be well rested, uh, refreshed. Um, the offensive line should be uh, should be playing better. They're going to be healthy. Uh, I think DeAndre Swift has a really big game, actually, really big game. I yeah, I, I look, I do too. Um, I think he's going to play well. I don't. I think we could see a com- combined combined over seventy five, but I don't know that he rushes for seventy five. Um, well, for the, well. For this game, I have the Eagles rushing for north of 150 yards. Then he's going right. to get so, 75 of those. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's going to get 75 of those. Um, okay. okay. You know, again, maybe I'm being overzealous, but I think this is a week where the running game gets back on track. Um, not just because Cam Jurgens is back, but also they're well-rested. They had some time to go back to the drawing board. Yep. Um, and they understand what's at stake here. I think everyone is in playoff mode right now. Um, I, I think the, I, I think I think uh, Swift is definitely going over 75 yards. I think the Eagles are going to have at least 150 rushing yards on the ground. I really think that it's a good sign if they're doing that. Uh, that's a good balance sign. That's for sure. All right. A.J. Brown over the century mark over <clears throat> 100 yards. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. Um, Dallas, with Dallas got band out. Uh, he's going to be feeding uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith even more. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if those guys have – I wouldn't be surprised if A.J. has like 10 targets and Smith has like seven targets or eight targets. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, and then the rest of the targets gets, you know, gets dispersed. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the over with that. 
All right, thank you. Um, but, but just over, it's not going to buy much. Like, like, yeah, I think he's in the buck ten, buck twenty range. Uh, I think yeah. he's in that range. Um, I don't think their D backs are good. Very their good. D-backs Very are good. Really good. But AJ Brown is great. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so I'll take great over good. And look, the guy's rolling right now, man, and he's in his zone. And I, I'm a firm believer when you get into that zone. You you can throw a lot of really quality players yeah. at you, and, some and again, kind, sometimes he's well guys, rested. Yeah, elevate, and he's well rested, and Jalen's well rested. So I I like AJ to get there. I think he gets over that century mark, and uh, I'll throw a touchdown in there too. I think AJ gets a touchdown. You remember the play? I remember the touchdown he had last year in the Super Bowl. What, yeah, what, a, what an unbelievable that, that, play that was. Yeah, that was vicious. Man. AJ's always better when he plays angry. I like when AJ plays angry, man. Yeah. You know, the, he, when he runs, man, it's like a bowling ball going down the field. Oh, so. my God. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So that that's a that's a biggie, obviously. All right. Let's go Devontae. You know, kind of the forgotten man a little bit. A little bit. Um, I don't think I'm asking much here. 80? Does he get over 80 in your estimation? Uh, Yes. I think he goes for like 85 yards in this game, maybe 90. Uh, This is going to be a game where I think this is going to be the, um, the AJ Brown, Devontae Smith show. Uh, he's going to be feeding those guys tremendously. And again, um, everybody else is just going to fill in. Like he said, everyone else is going to be by committee because God is not there. You're going to see some targets to Swift. You're going to see some targets to Julio. See some targets to maybe Jack Stoll or the other tight end, Albert O. Um, but I think I think A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are going to have the bulk of the targets. Like I said, A.J. Brown over 100 yards. Um, Devontae Smith over 80 yards. I'm definitely taking over with those guys. Yeah, I, I think this is over because of a because he's Devontae Smith, but also and he had a good Super Bowl by the way, seven catches for 90 or 100 yards. But um, also no Goddard. You know the Goddard thing is a big deal. The, the, the targets have to go somewhere. Like mm-hmm. I don't think all of a sudden, you know, you're going to see uh, Jack Stoll or uh, Grant Calcaterra or Albert O with 10 catches in a game. So I think you're going to see them get a little bit and, and chip away a little bit. But I think you're going to see the Eagles receivers get more opportunities. That's what happened last year when Goddard went down, basically at the same time. So um, I'm a firm believer that this will increase the targets for Devontae Smith. And therefore, I think his yardage is going to go up because the guy generally catches the ball when it's sent his way. So I like the over on that one. All right. We know they had none last year in the Super Bowl. So you could say Kansas City did a great job on them or the field was a skating rink, whatever, depending on your point of view. But the Eagles vaunt it. Defensive line did not have a sack on Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I'm going to set the over under in this game at two and a half. Will they get over or under two and a half sacks in this game? The Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles are going to get under. Um, I think I think the Eagles leave this game with two sacks at most. And here's my reason for that. Jack, uh, I said Jack. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has only been sacked twelve times on the season through nine games. Through nine games. Mm-hmm. If we're doing some math on that, right? Yep. Twelve sacks divided by nine games. That's about one point three sacks per game. Less less than two sacks on average a game. Yeah. Um, he does a tremendous job of moving around that pocket, uh, manipulating passing lanes. Um, even though he has new tackles on both sides and they're not necessarily the best, you would expect the guy to get sacked more, but he's not. Yeah. Um, he's getting the ball out of his hands quick. Uh, they understand that their receivers aren't the best. So they're trying to put them in, um, as many, um, quick situations as possible. And also Mahomes has been really elusive, really, 
Uh, he's been really mobile this year, more than I more than I feel like he's been in long, you know, in a while. Um, he's not afraid to break it back, um, you know, and, you know, uh, you know, on on a quarterback scramble. I think it's going to be so important for the Philadelphia Eagles not necessarily to, not necessarily to focus on getting um, getting to the quarterback as far as sacks go, but get pressure, contain him, and don't and don't bring containment. Uh, force him to his left side, hurt him over. Me and Celia was talking about this yesterday, and it made a lot of sense. Um, hurt him to the left side of the field, which is not his strongest side. Granted, right. he still Patrick Mahomes; he can get it done anyway. But uh, force him to a side that he doesn't necessarily want to be on. Cut the field in half, limit his options. Uh, but I, I still don't think the Eagles sack him more than two times. Um, I think I think I think at the most they get him twice. At the most, okay. I I think they go over. I think they get three. I do. I think mm. they get three. I think Reddick. Well, we'll we'll get to Reddick in a second. But I think they get three. Um, so let before I give that one away, let's go to J. Let, let's go to. I just I did it again. JJ Reddick. What am I? I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Hassan Reddick, or as Mike Quick says, I almost call Mahomes Jack Mahomes. Whatever that I means. Know. I have no idea know. where that We're, came it's from. It's Friday, dude. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> stuff happens. Uh, I, I should just go Big Haas. That's what, that's what Mike Quick likes to call Big Haas. Big Haas. Big Hagen Das. Um, all right. Over under half a sack for Hassan Reddick. Will he get one, in other words? Yeah, I think he gets one. Um, okay. I think he gets one, and I think he gets a crucial one at a crucial moment in the well, game. He's a, he is a money guy yeah. late. He is. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going with Hassan. Hassan has just been um, a man on a mission over the past several weeks, man. Um, ever since he got the cast off, he's. I think that was in week three we got it off. That's right. Um, my man went off with seven and a half sacks. Um, through what, like through eight six weeks. games? He's got six seven. He's, he's averaging more than one per game. Yeah, he's averaging more. Off. Yeah, he's exactly. So, um, last year at this point in the season, you know, in the second half of the season, he went off with ten and a half straight sacks over a eight game span. Um, so I'm rocking with those odds. Um, I think he gets at least one on the day. Um, that's 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 where I'm at with it, man. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a crucial one. Look, and go off on a limb here. Go off on a limb, and this might and this might go into um your point about turnovers. But you know, I'll I'll save him. I'll save him until we get to that point. I'll save. Well, him. let me I'll just say him. this: like these guys heard it all off season. Oh, 70 sacks. You know where were you in the Super Bowl? You, you know, and, and as much as I'm sure they want to fire back and say, you know, we were out there on, on garbage turf and all this other stuff, they had to wear that all off season that they mm-hmm. didn't get home and get this guy at least once. So I think this this group is really going to be on a mission to get home a couple of times. I really do. So I think it goes over the two and a half sacks. I think Reddick absolutely gets one. I think we're looking at Jalen Carter with one. And I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with BG. I'm going to go BG, Hassan, and Jalen Carter get home. All right? I'm going to give you okay. those three. That's that's how I get to over the two and a half. Okay. Um, that, sounds, that sounds reasonable. I like all right. It. Another huge issue, Tone. Takeaways. They have not been good at takeaways this year at all. They only have four interceptions on the season. So this could be anything. Could be a fumble. Could be a pick. Whatever. I'm going to set it at a half, meaning do they get one turnover in this game off of the Chiefs? I think they do, and this goes into my previous point about Hassan Reddick. I think Hassan Reddick forces um, a strip sack fumble um, and puts the Eagles in good field position somewhere around the forty-five, um, around the forty-five yard line. Yep. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm rolling with that. Uh, I think I think uh, I'm taking over on that. I and, and I think it comes by way of Hassan Reddick forcing a strip sack. He beats okay. he 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 beats um, he beats that right tackle. He yep. comes around the edge, and he just swaps. Um, Mahomes' arm just as he's throwing back, 
it comes right out. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, I'm going to give you this one a little, a little out of the box. Anytime touchdown. Gainwell, Zacchaeus, Julio Jones, Stoll, Albert O. I'm going to give you any of those guys to find the end zone in this game. Do you think any of them hmm. score? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Who is it of that group? If, if I had to roll the dice, I'm going with I'm going with Julio. I'm going okay. Julio. I think he I think he gets uh something similar to what he got in that Washington game. Um a short yardage, a quick pass touchdown. Um I'm rolling with Julio in that regard. I okay. think he I think he gets one. What about you? Um I'm gonna say no, but I think Julio Jones will have an impact on this game. Okay. I think you're gonna see a couple third down conversions from him that will end up being big to move the chains in the game. I think you're gonna see him worked in more with Goddard out of there. Um yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't mean that these guys can't have an impact, but I just don't think any. I don't think there's any chance Stoll scores a touchdown. <laughs> I, I think we're asking a lot of Albert O. I know we're all we're all hyped on Albert O, but okay. Um, Zacchaeus, do I see him finding the end zone? I think Gainwell. If you if you're like giving me odds, he's the the, the highest odds. Yeah, he probably has the highest odds for sure. Because um, he'll get a play run for him probably in the red zone where he could get. It. I mean, true. I, that that play was beautiful. That what was it? The first touchdown against Dallas. Yeah, yeah, that was the, that was a strong run by him. Strong. Yeah. He need, he he needed that in the resume. Yeah, and he, I he and I that. do I truly believe and tell me if you disagree. Sirianni absolutely did that to tell everybody he is still our backup running back. Of course. There he was did. a message sent there without a doubt. Listen, these coaches love sending messages without opening their mouths, right? Yeah. Perfect perfect example, Michigan, second half of that Penn State game, they didn't they didn't throw a single pass. Right. They just ran it on them. They wanted to send a message to the rest of the Big Ten, like, listen, y'all think we cheating? Okay, right. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let you know what, what it looks like when somebody get cheated, and we're gonna <laughs> run the ball down your throat. Um, so like, so to your point, coaches like to send messages, man, and I and I think that's exactly what that was. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, uh, I'll keep we'll, we'll keep rolling. What we're doing, guys, if you just jumping, if anybody's just hopping in, we're doing over unders that I set for this Monday night game. Okay, uh, let's go, Travis Kelsey, seven okay. and a half receptions. Ooh, this yeah. was an interesting one. I think he goes over for the simple fact that uh, I think I think those other guys are going to fail Mahomes so much to the point where he's going to just try to get to Kelsey by any means necessary. Um, I think Mahomes is going to throw this ball well over forty times uh, because their running game is not working. Um, I actually think I actually think Kelsey is going to have at minimum thirteen targets in this game, and he and he's probably going to have about ten catches. I agree. Uh, this is an over. This is an over all day for me. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just think the other guys aren't that great. Kelsey is that great. The Eagles don't have an obvious answer to try and contain him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes is going to go to him early and often. Uh, he's going to want to show out if his if his you know his girlfriend's in the in the uh, box right with, with mom and dad. Uh, but it's Travis Kelsey. So it, do I, would I be surprised if he comes away from the game with nine catches for for 120 yards? No. I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to be the one that, you, look, you hope he doesn't destroy you. And if the others beat you, they beat you. But the Eagles are going to try and do their best, but he's still going to get his. He's that good. Yeah. He's like AJ mean, Brown. He's going to get his. Yeah. So. It's, it's, just, you know, it's Travis Kelsey, man. He is who he says he is. And yeah. look, man, you know, I never wish for a guy to get hurt at all, but I want somebody to pop him at least once. <laughs> just pop him. 
You know what I mean? Don't hurt him. Just, 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 just make him feel it a little bit. You know yeah, what I mean? I hear you. You, I know, hear you know, you know, you know, get Miss Swift up there a little concerned. You know what I mean? That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all. Right. You know what that's I mean? right. Uh, all right. Mahomes, 250 passing yards. Uh, over for sure. Yeah. It's a um, one of the reasons I say over is because I think they're, I think they're going to be behind in this game um, a couple times. Mm. And um, not saying they're going to play the entire game from behind. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a very competitive game um, back and forth to an extent. But I think, um, I think somehow, some way, um, the Eagles get the Eagles get the Eagles get the Chiefs by at least by like nine points or maybe eight points, and then it's going to force Mahomes to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, I I definitely have Mahomes going for over two hundred fifty yards because again, I think the Eagles. The main reason it really is, I think the Eagles are going to eliminate their running game, well, like without a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to force Mahomes to throw the ball, like I said, north of forty times. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes goes. 30, 37 for 48, uh, 330 passing yards. I think I think he's going to be around there. Okay. All right. Uh, let's jump over now to Isaiah Pacheco, who hurt the Eagles big time in the second half of that game. Let's go. I'll give you the same number I gave you for DeAndre Swift. 75 yards on the ground for uh, Pacheco. I'm going under. Like I said, I believe the Eagles running game is going to um, – the Eagles run defense – is going to make it a non-factor okay. for the Kansas, you know, for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to try though. They're going to try. They're going to and also they're going to try to get creative. You're going to see some. You're going to see some jet sweeps. You're going to see some. Uh, you know, you know, some shovel pass. You're going to see all this creativity to try to get their running game going. They're going to try to get these uh, linebackers and edge rushers going uh, sideline to sideline. They're going to try to test their speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly doubt he'll try to run up the middle on Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. I just and Fletcher Cox. I just doubt that. I think they're going to try to attack them on the edges, kind of similar to what the. Uh, Similar to what the uh, the Dolphins tried to do, right. um, they're going to try to attack them in the C gaps and you know and you know in space, you know the, you know the uh, you know the pitch plays and yeah. like I said, jet sweeps. They're going to try to get them. Oh, in, you know, Reed is creative. I mean, yeah, you know they're going right? they're going to try to get those edge rushers and linebackers in space and try to force them to miss. Uh, but even then, though, I still I still don't have um, Pacheco going for over seventy five yards against this Eagles um, run defense, who's number one in the NFL um, by a large margin. Okay. All right. Uh, next, I go Chiefs sacks two and a half. They have, uh, I think, one more than the Eagles this year. They're they're very good at getting after the quarterback. Uh, Dana has five and a half. Chris Jones has five and a half. This is a good defensive line. This is a formidable defensive line. Um, and look, we know how good the Eagles O line is. So, do you think the Chiefs uh, get over or under two and a half sacks? Uh, I'm gonna say over. I think they I think they get hurts three times. I'm going to say over. three times. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say over. I think I think they get them three times right on the nose. Um, but they're not going to be they're not going to be the most jarring sacks. I think they're going to be one of those more so he he runs out of options and he just goes down and it just okay that's a sack. You know what I mean? Like I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't think they're going to be devastating by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I think they get three sacks. I'm going to say under. I, I'm going to say two. I'm going to say they get two. Um, I love how we're both on two different sides of the fence when it comes to the Eagles and Chiefs sacks. I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, I think that um, Jalen, we haven't seen it a lot. There were there's a couple times this year I thought he held the ball a little bit too long, um, mm-hmm. and I hope he's breaking himself of that mm-hmm. habit. So that's it, that still does concern me a little bit, like a, a tiny bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. Here's another reason why, right? Yeah, the Eagles, their quick game is not the best. Or let me put it this way, they don't really utilize the quick game that much. So. Yeah. Uh, most of the routes they run are intermediate to deep routes. 
which requires the quarterback to sit back patiently and wait. That's true. Uh, for you know, for them to develop, and uh, you know, you kind of put your offensive line in a precarious position. And again, with guys like Chris Jones, George Karloftis, and those guys, Mike Donna, who who, who are getting to the quarterback, I just think there's going to be some plays where um, Hurts is back there trying to make something happen, and um, either he throws the ball away or he takes the sack. You know, so um, again, their pass defense is really, really good. I, I I just think all those variables, they're going to get him at least three times for sure. Okay. okay. Uh, I like it. All right. Uh, assuming she's at the game, I have no idea yet. I haven't heard, seen, whatever. No idea. But if I know her, she'll be there. Taylor Swift cutaways, setting the over-under at three and a half. Three and a half Swifties. Well, well listen, man, I think that number is a little low. I'm going to tell you why. If we have Travis Kelsey but going over seven and a half catches, ah, uh, you follow me now? Yes, I like this thinking. Go ahead. I don't so, want to. You. No, you're fine. You're fine. So if 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 my, if if Kelsey has over seven and a half catches in the game, which both of you you and you and I think this is going to happen, right? We actually think he may have he's going to have double digit targets, you know, with potentially eight, nine, ten catches in this game. Um, maybe they may not be the most explosive, but he's going to have um around those numbers, they're going to cut the Swift every time. And every time he touches the ball, every single time. So I'm, tell, I'm definitely taking the over without a shadow of a doubt. And also, it's a money game. You know, it's Monday night, national national game. They're going to do everything they can to milk that Taylor Swift. Uh, okay. You know, they're going to do everything to milk that Taylor Swift machine. This is a lock over. It's a lock. Lock it in. It's a lock. For all the reasons you just gave and – if she's sitting there next to Mama Kelsey mm-hmm. and you get the, the option of the Mama Kelsey optic as well, forget it. Mahomes' wife, if she's in the picture, if Mahomes does something well, think about this. You could have Jason do something. Jason gets out in the lead block and buries somebody, right? They could want to show the mother. Taylor Swift could be in the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, can, it all counts. It, it all counts. Lock. It all counts. You probably, you probably should have made this number a little higher. I should have. I should, it should have been like five. It should, and a half. It should, yeah, yeah. I was about to say five and a half. That's exactly what I was about to say. Oh, yeah, um, yeah five and a half seems more reasonable. I'm still taking the over. <laughs> well, I, here's the here's the funny thing. Tell me if you like you have a feeling. Like I could care less. Uh, let me be clear. I I don't care even a little bit. I know that like Eagles fans are ticked off because. Uh, Taylor Swift is an Eagles fan who grew up in Why I'm Missing before she they, the family moved to Nashville. Nashville. But they're angry if she had. They're going to be angry if she has Travis Kelsey gear on in the game. Like first of all, it's her boyfriend. I don't care. Like I don't care. Period. But I especially don't care if she has Chiefs gear on. Like who cares? Do you care yeah. about this at, at all? I mean, outside <laughs> outside of her relationship with Kelsey, I mean, since when did we ever expect Taylor Swift to be the one to wear Eagles gear at any point? Right. Um, I'm not sweating her in any way. I could care less about her. Um, her music is uh, to me. Um, so it's it's just you know that, that that that's something I'm not even worried about or care about or is it's not even a blip on the Tony Shields radar. Gotcha. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I don't care. Uh, and I'm a, I, I look, I respect her because she writes her stuff and plays an instrument. She's not one of these phony, somebody writes it for, and it's, you know, lip syncing and all that crap. I, I, I appreciate that, but I don't care what the bleep she's wearing on Monday night. So there you go. Uh, hey, listen, all, only thing I need her wearing is an L. 
That would be nice. A big L. Yes, sir. All right, let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We're going to dig into some of the games that relate to the Eagles this weekend, NFC East, NFC seeding, and then the big games uh, this week as well. we got a lot to update you on in terms of injuries, who's playing, who's not playing. We didn't get to our bottom five rankings either yesterday, uh, for, so we will do that as well. And Tone has brought out, has, has, has cooked up. He's been in the lab uh, working on his start bench cut baseball version we've done football basketball we closed the week out with baseball this one was harder too by the way it was harder it, yeah it, it, i it, i could see that being more challenging for sure uh we'll close it out with predictions keys to the game all that kind of stuff uh you don't want to miss any of it so don't go anywhere tony shields rob ellis hanging with you on this friday uh we are sports take all right let's talk about proaction restoration proaction restoration uh they've been here they've been at my house uh, over the last couple of days helping me because I had water damage. I had a, a flood from an upstairs basement into my downstairs basement, uh, which is, is anybody who's gone through that knows it can be a, a really precarious, difficult thing. Uh, the proaction restoration has made it simple for me. They came out, uh, they identified the problem. Uh, they went about fixing it, drying out uh, the areas that needed to be dried out. It is a uh, one-stop shopping in terms of, uh, you know, the, getting the the contracting work done with a new ceiling, with a new wall, with paint, with carpet, the whole nine. They do it all. Uh, they are licensed, bonded, and fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro-action restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760. Or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. You own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267 261. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 1-3428-267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. up everybody thanks for hanging out with us on this friday hope you have a great friday we got there friday get the weekend right in front of you it's a beautiful oh, thing. That right. what, what are you munching on 
What are you saying? Here's what I'm munching on. A peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter, That's no good. jelly, huh? No jelly. I'm not a jelly man. Goes oh along my with my weirdness. God. Yeah, plain peanut butter, no jelly, ham, no burger, Kool Aid, no yeah. sugar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need sugar and Kool Aid. I need sugar and Kool Aid. Uh, but no, yeah, that's uh, uh, so. When I here's the pro- my here's my problem. So I will, uh, as you guys all know, I'll have my Cheerios when I'm getting ready for the show. I eat while I'm show prepping, but I never ever plan or give any kind of thought to lunch ever. And that's just Same. me being a knucklehead. Right. Um, so therefore I'm in like scramble mode. Once the show starts and I start to get a little hungry, like I just flew up to the kitchen and just made a sandwich in two seconds. But like, I, I need to do a better job of pre-planning something decent for lunch. And, and yes, thank There's a lot. Where do you want to start with what's wrong with me? There's a lot wrong with me. So <laughs> I, 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 I love peanut butter, man. Um, I love peanut butter a lot. I just can't eat it on bread by itself. You know, you know, in the hood, we call those a choke sandwich. I, I, I'm down <laughs> with the choke sandwich. We yes. call those a choke sandwich. Okay. Yeah. It's almost like making a, it's almost like making a deli sandwich, like a lunch meat sandwich with just the meat and cheese, no mayo, no mustard or nothing. We call those a choke sandwich where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. <laughs> Dry cheers, peanut butter sandwich. Rob's palate is a lost cause. She, you're correct, Chris. Uh I'm the low. See, here's the thing. I'm the lowest maintenance eater that there is. Mm. Like, seriously, like I, I, I'm easy, man. I don't cost any money. I'm I, I am easy. That's the good thing. That's the strength of of my. At, bad at what point? At, at what point did your wife realize she was dating a vandal? Very early. She knew very early. Like this was this this cat was bizarre. Like she knew really. <laughs> yeah, she knew what she was getting herself into, my man. Yes, I will. Tell so, what you do that. you do when you're invited? You know, really quickly before we get into the sports stuff, what do you do when you're invited to like, uh, especially around that time when you guys were dating? What did you do when you're invited over to a family's house for dinner or something like that, yeah, or yeah. whatever it may be? Like, how how do you conduct yourself? Do you just you know pretend you're eating it and they feed it to the dog, or how how, how, how does it work? All right, I'm not like an animal. I can actually act like a, a civilized <laughs> human being. <laughs> You're acting like I'm at the table, just like like clawing at things. Like <laughs> I'm not that bad. Jeez, I had I had to ask you because seriously though, I mean, like, it, listen, I don't know for 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 the most part, like cer- certain dishes, yeah, I'm picky about certain dishes. Well, like, well, here here's what I would do. Yeah, go ahead, please. Explain. There's always certain things like you can double up on. Here's what I mean by that. Okay. So, like, if you're, let's say. I don't know. They're, you're at the you're you're in your future in laws and they're having a, a pot roast. I don't, I don't know. I'm making this up, but like, right. there's potatoes. There's there's veggies that, that that you like. Load up on those. Take a little bit of pot roast. You don't insult anybody. You're gonna eat some. You're not getting nuts, but you're not not doing enough to draw attention to yourself. Okay. And you can get out of there. Here's the problem, man. I'll I'll give you this. I'll, I, <laughs> I'll give you two. You can get out of there. Yeah, you get out of there. I'll give you two stories from when I was a kid. All right, cool. Let's do it. So my parents were the type like you are sitting there and you are going to sit there until that that plate is finished. Okay, we're not wasting food. We don't have the money to waste food. Right. And you know you're going to be in this for the long haul, my man. If you don't finish what's on your plate, that's the way my (laughs) parents were. Okay. There was no. I don't feel like it. Better no. No. Or you didn't eat. 
It was one I, of the I grew up in a similar household, by the way. Like, yeah. You eat what's in front of you. Yeah, you either eat it or you're you're going to be real hungry because you're not eating anything else, okay? Oh, man. So, all right, so what, here's what I would do. If it was something I particularly didn't like, I would I had like three different moves. One move was I would try and feed it to the dog. No lie. Like I would, I would do that. Okay. I wasn't above that. I would hide it like uh, maybe in a napkin and make a move and just, you know, put it in the trash can. That was, that was a move. I would sort of stuff a little bit of it under like a little teeny bit of like mashed potatoes that I could maybe fake and, and get away with it. There was like the, just a teeny little bit. Well, you had a, you had a science behind this. Oh yeah. But the worst was here's the there was two two things that happened. I hated string beans as a kid. Hate really? Them. Yeah, I I don't mind them now. Right. I like them as a kid. So we were in one of these like tug of wars where I'm just sitting there waiting it out, and I just and they're they're making me wait it out. Everybody's done. Everybody's out of there. So I jammed a bunch of string beans in my mouth, and I'm like, I'm done. All right, all right, okay, all right. I go upstairs. Just how dumb I was. I spit it in the toilet and didn't flush the toilet by mistake. Oh my god! So <laughs> my dad go later in the in the night goes upstairs and he's like, "What the hell?" He sees them in the toilet, right? He gets a thing, he scoops it out. At least this is what I thought he was doing. Uh, I think I told you the story, but anyway, he he scooped he he allegedly scooped it out. I he calls me back downstairs. There's a plate sitting there with string beans on the plate. And he's like, uh, I found your little uh, your little gift that you, you brought up. I'm like, no way is he doing this to me. No, this is, my, like, first you're gonna, this is my first time. You're oh, going to eat God. these. So I'm like, I'm not eating them. He's like, you're going to eat them. Oh, you sat there and battled, right? So anyway, I, I'm like, screw it. I ate them. And then he says, you know, I didn't get those out of the toilet, right? We had extras and I heated them up for you. You know, I'm wow. just playing with you. So he was messing with me, number one. Right. All right. So the, here's the here's the worst thing. We were having. I, I like pork chops. I don't know why. I didn't. I wasn't up for him that that night or whatever. I put pork chops in my pocket. Once what? I, yeah. How old were so, you when you were up to these up to these? Oh, like eight, nine, ten. Okay. Not, uh. not yeah. So I go outside, like kids do, to go play with kids on the block. Man, we go out and we're having we're running around. You know, we're, we're doing what kids do. The neighbor's dog goes nuts when he gets a scent, a sniff of, of what I still had it in my pocket. You forgot it was in your pocket. Oh, yeah. So the dog <laughs> is like mauling, not not biting me, like tearing me apart. But, but he's like, he's all up on you. He's trying to get in my pocket. And like everybody's like, what the hell? Like this dog was the most mild mannered dog ever. But the dog was losing its mind because it wanted some pork chop. So that word gets back to my parents and I'm in, I'm in trouble again. Like this stuff went on forever tone. I can't even, it, it was crazy, dude. Crazy. Yo, this is hilarious. This, this is sitcom worthy. This is hilarious. I'm telling you, I, I used to man. do all of this like goofball stuff as a kid, man. You're, listen, man, you're a gem. I'll tell you that, man. You're a gem. And, uh, <laughs> man, wow. I love your question. Like how, did, what did you do when you were invited out somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> like I was just this out of control lunatic. No, I can I can be civil and and get through okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I roll with it. I roll with it. <laughs> oh my god. Anybody want to share their stories too? Go ahead. I think you said we, we had similar like parents who just weren't playing when it came to some stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. man. Like you know, I, I I couldn't go to those lengths. You know what I mean? But yeah. the one thing I just didn't like growing up 
I didn't like uh, peas, and, and and I didn't like carrots. Yep, I, I I get it, I, yep. and, and I still don't really care for carrots like that. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any. I don't have too many crazy stories because I was kind of like a, I was kind of like a garbage disposal as a kid. I would eat almost everything. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I was a I was a pretty heavy baby. So I, I pretty much ate everything. They um, love my buddy Murph would come over, and he was he's one of nine. Okay, he's the youngest of nine, which means, dude, you're fending for yourself at the at the dinner table, and you get like scraps a lot of times because the older kids are all gonna, you know, throw you in the corner and they're gonna eat. So he all like he would come over, and my parents would be like. He would eat anything. He'd, he'd be chewing on the table, right? And they'd be thrilled. <laughs> so they're like, this is how you do it. This is how you, you know, can you teach him? And, you know, it's saying it. Yeah, I was that friend. Her. I was that friend that would come over and yeah. the parents would be like, see, your friend's like, if your friend likes my cooking. I, like, 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 Yeah, please. I would get that all the time. Look, I was at the that way, look at the way Murph eats. Yeah, that's what yep. I would get. That was yeah. me. Yeah. That was me. We're getting some good ones here, man. We're getting some good ones. A lot of peas, a lot of anti-peas. Yeah, a lot of anti peas. Yeah, I don't care. For, I, I haven't had peas in so long. Like, I won't eat peas in my life. I don't like peas. Yeah, I love yams. Oh. I love candy yams. Oh my oh, god! Oh no! Oh god! I but I do yams. agree. Matthew, my favorite is Italian. It's not even close. Italian is my favorite. Italian, Italian is very good. Very I'm good, down with man. Italian. Uh, <laughs> stuffing chicken. Uh, I am awake. Or you stuffing chicken in his pocket after dinner? That's good. I like it. I like That's it. That's hilarious. Chicken tenders. That's yeah. hilarious. No, yeah, it's it, it's and my wife is very as a very good cook, very creative. So basically, she cooks for herself. I cook for myself most, not always, but most of the time. So she can eat like a like an adult and a normal human being because she knows I don't. Anyway, all right. Oh man, that, that was funny. It, it was funny to have a story time with you, Rob. There you go. I I got a lot. There's a lot, man. I that, we haven't even scratched the surface of some of my uh, craziness. All right, so um, let's look at some games that do relate to the birds. Now, I get this one. Doesn't really, but it does. The NFC East. You have the Giants in Washington. Giants are two and eight. Washington is four and six. Uh, Washington's minus nine in this game. The the Giants are without uh, Neil and a couple other guys. Saquon is dragging around one leg because he's got a high ankle sprain and he's still playing. Uh, Danny DeVito. Tommy DeVito is starting uh, <laughs> for the Giants. I, I think Washington wins and wins this thing handily. What, what do you think in this one? Oh man, yeah, I, I think I definitely got Washington winning this game there at home. Uh, uh, Sam Howell leads the league in passing right now, which is surprising. Uh, got to give credit to Eric Bieniemy, who's maximizing that kid's abilities. Um, I, I got I got Washington winning that game. Uh, I want to say I got Washington winning twenty four to thirteen. Okay, okay, twenty four to thirteen. Yeah, I don't think it's very competitive. Uh, I think Washington is is an okay team. Uh, I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're good. I think they're okay, and I think New York's bad. And New York's yeah, bad you, and injured. That's a that's not a good combination. Bad, injured, and poorly managed. Yeah, and the whole thing is is really just they need they're they're already in. Please let's fast forward through the rest of the season and get it over with mode. And that's we know how that usually plays out. All right, Dallas is taking on Carolina. Uh, Dallas six and three, Carolina one and eight. Dallas is a ten and a half point favorite. I think this is absolute destruction. I, I think that Dallas will handle them easily. Easily. What do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I got Dallas winning this game too. Um, it's going to be a pretty dominant performance. But you know what's so funny, man? The odds of this happening is probably like one percent. Right. What if Carolina finds a way to make this game ugly and? They went on this weird field goal. <laughs> like, 
I'll tell you. That would be the worst thing. Because yeah. listen, the Cowboys have lost to the Cardinals before. So I can't so I don't want to completely act like that didn't happen. It right. happened. So and granted, that was earlier in the season. I'm pretty sure they're in a different place and they learned from it. But I de- I definitely got Dallas winning that game. Um I say Dallas beats them 33, 33 to 17, something like that. But Again, you always hope for a Dallas uh, debacle. You always, okay. you always hope for Dallas somehow, some way, stumbling out the gate. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely got Dallas winning that game for sure. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would be. Re- this would have to be a classic Dallas. Just thinking they could show up and 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 roll over them. I, but I don't think, I, I don't think it's six and three. Dallas is going to be doing that. I think they know there's not much margin for error for them. Um, Chicago, Detroit. Interesting because Detroit right now is the, the the number two seed if you're looking at this in terms of playoff ranking um, and you know and standings. And Detroit's playing very well, seven and two. Um, Chicago's not; they're they're three and seven. They will get uh, Justin Fields back in this game. Mm-hmm. Detroit seven and a half point favorite in this one. Um, this game's in Detroit. I, I I don't see them slipping up here. Yeah, uh, I got Detroit winning the game as well, um, but I think it's going to be um, I think it's going to be a, a tough game. Because this is a divisional matchup, um, I think Chicago and Just Fields back. He's he's looking to prove some things as well. Uh, this is a big matchup for both of those teams. I think Chicago pushes them a little bit, but ultimately, I think Detroit covers. So, I, okay, I, I I got Detroit winning that game. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I think ultimately Detroit, especially at home, if this game was on the road. Maybe Chicago hang around a little bit longer, but I, I don't. I don't really see it. But uh, interesting game: Tampa Bay, San Francisco. Tampa Bay's four and five. San Fran six and three. Heavy line here. San Fran is favored by eleven and a half points. Uh, they're pretty healthy uh, right now. Tampa. Uh, there's not any any real major injury issues. Uh, but I, you know, I feel like Tampa's kind of shaping up to be who we thought they were, middling. Yeah, you know, a seven and ten, eight yeah. and nine type of team, that kind of thing. I mean, they're 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 in it because of the division that they're in, mm-hmm. which isn't good. Uh, they're in the South, which is a bad division, so they're not dead. Where if they were another division, they'd be dead. But right now, at four, four and five, get you second place in that division. You're only a half game back. The Saints are five and five. Um, yeah. Atlanta's four and six, so it's tight. Obviously, they need to win, but I don't think they're. I, I think San Fran. Woke up after the bye last week. They're going to carry that momentum over from that Jacksonville win. Yeah, Tampa Bay, they're pretty healthy on defense. Um, I definitely got the 49ers winning that game. Um, but I think I think there's going to be some moments. See, they're they're gutsy. The Tampa Bay, they're gritty. They're gutsy. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he he's having a an, an okay. And you still have to season. deal with the, you know Mike Evans. Um, Not still like got yeah, still got to deal with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, those boys. I mean, again, uh, their weakest position on offense might be uh, the quarterback, but they've shown an ability to put up points still somehow. I mean, obviously, they're on the road. San Fran is a different beast. I, I definitely got San Fran winning the game. Don't get it twisted. I definitely think 49ers win the game. But I think this is another game where um, the opponent kind of pushes them a little bit, pushes okay. them a little bit. But ultimately, San Fran ends up winning this game, and they cover. Um, Good game that, you know, it's a shame. Uh, What's happened here? But you got Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Uh, both are six and three. Uh, Cleveland's minus one. I'm frankly, I'm surprised Cleveland's still the favorite. Um, so they're going to go with Dorian because uh, Kenny Pickett sucks. That's why. 
That well, that is part of it, yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and they're going to go with the rookie, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to get the start. Uh-huh. But I don't know that they're feeling super confident in either option. DTR the rookie and Philip Walker the backup because they flew Joe Flacco out out there yesterday right, uh, right. to you know work out for them. So or they're just looking to get a veteran in the and another veteran in the house. Right. Uh, uh, this is a coin toss. Can I trust Pickett on the road? I mean, Cleveland did, did win a couple games, including beating San Francisco without Deshaun Watson. So I'm kind of I'm leaning towards Cleveland here. I was actually, I was going to say the same thing. I'm I'm leaning towards Cleveland as well. They're home, um, arguably the best defense in the NFL. Uh, Kenny Pickett, he he holds him to the ball forever. I wouldn't be surprised if Miles Garrett forces a strip sack on him. You know, I just I have Cleveland winning this game. It's gonna be it's gonna be low scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Cleveland winning this game, twenty to seventeen. Okay, twenty to seventeen. Hey, let me give you a quote from Brian Johnson on the Super Bowl loss. Um, Brian Johnson on watching the Super Bowl with Hertz. Everyone carries scars from that game. Uh, says he uses the tape to to learn and to move on. So all the downplaying of I, I mean that was, pretty, that was pretty transparent. Would you say? I would say, but, but I mean everybody else is kind of giving you the eh, you know revenge. Like Jason Kelsey was talking yesterday, and he said, "I don't need anything, to, any motivation to get me up for a game." Which I I get it. He's but yeah, you he's can't tell me. Yeah, but you can't tell me there isn't a little piece in each one of those guys that says, "Damn, we the the, the one that got away." Yeah, you no know, we, listen, you know. Even as men, we always, every now and again, every now and again, we always have that moment where we're like, mm, what if <laughs> the one that got away? Maybe. Uh-huh. Mm, uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe. But, you know, I'm I'm happy. I'm so happy. So, uh, <laughs> got to always be prepared if the wife's There listening. you go. In case she gets back to her. I know. Exactly. But nonetheless, though, um, yeah, it's, I think, I think they're handling this the best way they know how. Um, Brian Johnson, he obviously was the quarterback coach at the time, and he had one of the most transparent quotes. You know, the fact of the matter is we all got scars from that game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And your scars, you know, sometimes they're ugly. Sometimes they can be beautiful. Yep. Sometimes you learn from them. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this team, I think they understand that their goals are obviously larger than this matchup, mm-hmm. but the goal is to go 1-0 this week. You know, you can't, you, you can't, you can't rewrite history in this one game. Yeah. You Anthony. Know, so. Yeah. No, Anthony brings up a good point though. Yeah. More upset. You know? He hasn't beaten his brother or Andy since he left Philly. Yeah. I mean, put it all in there, drop yeah. it all into the stew, man. As far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm curious how that podcast is going to go after the, after this week. You know what I mean? It's going to be really yeah. interesting. Um, but yeah, man, I think they all understand what's at stake here. Um, you know, the chiefs are raising their Super Bowl banner on Monday, right? A little more motivation. It's a little disrespectful, but I'll, but it's okay. It's yeah, right. well, yeah. yeah. I, I, but I tell you what, I'd want the Eagles to do it against the Chiefs if it was here. Yeah, if it was me, I would. Yeah, I can't lie. If it was it's me, like, I'd nice little thing. petty move. Yes, it's petty. It's, it's, it's petty. It's petty like but it. you know what? You know, again, um, you can't you can't rewrite history or um, change history or or win a Super Bowl and just in in this single matchup. So no, no yeah, and you that's right. And we talked about it earlier in the week. There is a look. I want you like zoned in and use whatever to do the Michael Jordan thing, every chip on the shoulder. Great. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want you losing your mind and being dumb 
and you know getting retaliation you know just don't be dumb about it yeah you gotta i don't want to i don't want to dumb penalties you know what yeah. i mean i don't want to see rough in the passer or yeah. um i don't i don't want to see none of those gut-wrenching penalties and you know and, and exactly. like, i don't want them to let them off the hook like they almost at the cow they almost at the cowboys off the hook i agree and they really should have beat them by double digits nonetheless they it, it happened the way it happened so you won the game um now this is a game that you know it's a new week you came off the bye you have plenty of time to relax recharge reevaluate where you are go in go one and all this week and treat it like, like another game i agree i agree uh all right um jets bills you know interesting on a couple of fronts here so very interesting yeah buffalo fires ken dorsey by the way they've gotten killed for that move uh, nationally like everybody's hammered them for it um but because, buffalo, because, because everybody knew he was kind of scapegoated so big time i mean if you don't have 12 men on the field on your special teams that field goal's missed and you win they're not firing dorsey if they win that game exactly exactly anyway all right so uh and and the jets come in four and five we know the story with them excellent defense bad quarterback play plain and simple um buffalo's minus seven this game's in buffalo I don't know that I trust Buffalo enough to back them with seven points. Like I don't. Yeah, seven I don't points like, seems like a lot. I would grab if I'm if I'm a betting man on that game. I'm grabbing the seven with the Jets. I think yeah. it's gonna be closer. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be closer as well. I mean, Buffalo, you can't trust them at home. Can't trust them on the road. And the New York Jets, they have a habit of making good quarterbacks look very very mediocre somehow, some way. They did it to Jalen Hurts. They did it to Patrick Mahomes. They did it to Josh Allen early in the season. Um, who else did it against? Uh, they did it against uh, uh, who else? The Chargers. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I mean, he lost the game, but still, you know, um, Herbert didn't look his sharpest. No. So, yeah, man. I don't trust the Bills. I don't trust the Jets. This is one of those games where I'm, I, I can't – if I had to pick. Yeah, I, would, I, say, I wouldn't I, touch I, this game. I if, I, if I had to pick, though, I'd probably yeah. say Buffalo by four, Buffalo okay, by I three. I, under seven. I would say it's less than seven points. Definitely five. less than seven. I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo wins this game like 23-17 or something, 23-18. Okay. Uh, legitimately interested in this game, and I didn't think I would be. He asked me this three, four weeks ago. Vikings at the Broncos. Vikings have all of a sudden strung together five straight to, to get to six and four, to give themselves real life in the playoff picture here, despite not having Justin Jefferson for a long time and losing Kirk Cousins. Uh, the feel-good story is Josh Dobbs. He jumps in there after the trade. He's won the, the, the two starts that he's made. Denver, all of a sudden, after you know giving up 70 to Miami and just looking like they were going to be a total embarrassment, have really righted the ship here. And they're now a respectable four and five. Um, mm -hmm. this game's in Denver. Denver's favored by two and a half points in this one. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm into this game. I'm excited for this game. It's the yeah, Sunday night game, by the way. I like, I, I like this game too. Um, I'm taking Denver in this game. Um, I think Denver, like you said, they're right. They, they've written the ship for the most part. Um, I think they're only going to get better as the season goes. Um, Minnesota, you know, sometimes that magic runs out a little bit. So, I have I like Denver at home. I'm whoever was home, I'm taking them. So I'm taking the home team with Denver. I, I give uh I give first of all, Kevin O'Connell's done a great job coaching them, but I, I also give uh I give props to Sean Payton. Everybody was dump everybody was dunking on Sean Payton earlier mm -hmm. in the year. And 
Russell Wilson's playing at a pretty high level. He's not peak Russell Wilson, but he's playing pretty well. And their defense has gotten much better as the season's gone. See, what you can see now is like it's headed somewhere. Even if they don't get to the playoffs this year, this is headed somewhere in Denver with him coaching them. Yeah, That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, um, they've they've already – they're already on pace to have a better season this year than they did last year. Yeah. So – you know, I like what Denver's doing right now. I like I like how they're using um, Russell Wilson. They're not asking him to do too much, but he's still having a very efficient, very effective season. He he may not blow you away with the yards, but mm-hmm. um, he's up there with the best of them with touchdowns, completion percentage, um, protecting the football, so on and so forth. All right, let's go to one other one uh, that that I didn't, again I didn't think we'd be interested in, but we are the Raiders uh, at the Dolphins. Now the Raiders, have- I like that game. Yeah, they've gotten, you know, they've dusted themselves off since the firing. They brought in Antonio Pierce and they've won the last two. Miami, six and three right now. Miami has their sights set on, you know, trying to be the one seed in the AFC. Um, but th- this is, you know, we're going to start to find out a little bit more about Vegas and what they are, you know, with with Antonio Pierce as, as you as you go forward here. And this is a road game, so it's certainly a challenge. Yeah, uh, the Dolphins, they've had a very inconsistent um, pass past three or four weeks. Win, loss, win, loss. Um, they've definitely come back down to earth. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to push them, going to make them a little uncomfortable, but I ultimately think Miami wins that game. I think Miami wins the game, too. I, I think what you're going to see is Denver, uh, Oakland is a different team, and they're tough, uh, tougher. They're better yeah. off with, with Pierce than they were with McDaniels. Yeah. You're going to have to kill them. Like, like you can't. Yeah. Like, you, you can't just let them hang around. Like but, because but, because they're playing with this level of freedom. Like, I agree you, with you. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Uh, the, yeah, but I but I think Miami's too much in the end for them. I think yeah. Miami. Ultimately, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, let's get it. If, if that Raiders pass, if that, if real quick, if that Raiders pass rush can get the Tua, yeah. then, then 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 we're talking a very. Then it's a very interesting conversation. But we'll see. You better have some answers for Crosby and those guys. All right, let's get a timeout, uh, and we will continue the NFL discussion. We'll start with the Carissa Thompson sideline reporting back right. and forth, and there's been a lot of that. So we'll begin there. I'll tell you about some other stuff, some other injuries. We'll do our our, our bottom five power rankings in the NFL team-wise. We've got a lot to do. Last segment of the show, start, bench, cut, and game predictions. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you on this Friday. Appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. Let me tell you about Flynn Tree Services. They are an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problems that you may face. They're experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware, Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. you guys hanging with us that's tone to shields i'm rob ellis it is friday people let's enjoy baby and we'll get the added bonus of getting you set for the game on monday as well uh, with a monday night game between the eagles and the chiefs all right so tone a lot of a lot of things to dive into a lot of layers with this story uh carissa thompson who is now a studio host for fox and prime if you watched the game last night uh they have a thousand people on that desk, but she's one of them. Um, frankly, I'm not a big fan of, of the of their pre or post game show, but that's just me. That that's aside from from all of this. Anyway, right. so um, she she was doing an interview um, where she discussed her work as a sideline reporter. Uh, she was on Pardon My Take podcast. Let me let me let me be clear. And she said, "quote I've said this before. I haven't been fired for it." But I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because a the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late and I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, 
hey, we need to do a better job. That We need to stop hurting ourselves. We need to get better on third down. We need to stop turning the ball over, do a better job of getting off the field. They're not going to correct me on that. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll just make up the report. Okay. So when when that when people got wind of that yesterday, this became a whole thing. Okay. So what you started to see in, in, in addition to the pushback from people, so there were a couple of different reactions. One, people were basically saying, like, you know, I knew this. I, I don't think there's any use for sideline reporters. It's a bunch of quote unquote, not my what I'm saying, models, you know, pretty girls out there. Who, who aren't giving us actual news and updates and all this other stuff. This is what people were saying. Mm-hmm. Then you got uh-huh. sideline reporters, women, who, who do it for a living, talking legitimate, credible Lisa Salter types. Um, uh, what's her name? I'm trying to remember everybody's names. Who, 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 uh, uh, God, who's on, with, who's on with Nance and um, Tony Romo? Tracy Wolfson, Tracy Wolfson, excuse me. I, I forgot that for a minute. Um, anyway, but, but a lot of different women reporters saying, no, 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 no. This is not how we do this. Uh, we are credible. We talk to sources. We talk to the coaches. We do our homework. We take our job seriously. This is embarrassing for all of us that this is somehow mm-hmm. a reflection of us. Okay. So there was a lot of that. There was backlash from the African-American community who said, essentially, you know, Carissa Thompson can say something like this. If it were an African-American man or woman who said this, they would have been gone immediately. So there, there's a, there a lot of lot of camps, a lot, lot going on. OK, just to give you the backdrop of it. So yeah. she, she didn't address it last night in the broadcast um, for Prime, but she did put out an Instagram today. So let me let me give you that. And then I want to get your reaction. So she said, okay. quote. OK, let's address the elephant in the room. I have a responsibility to myself and my employers, excuse me, to clarify what is being reported. When on a podcast this week, I said I would make up reports early in my career when I worked as a sideline reporter before I transitioned into my current host role. Working in the media, I understand how important words are, and I chose the words to describe the situation. I chose the wrong words to, to describe the situation. I'm sorry. I have never lied about anything or been unethical during my time as a sports broadcaster. In the absence of a coach providing any information that could further my report, I would use information that I learned and saw during the first half to create my report. For example, if a team was 0 for 7 on third down, that would clearly be an area they need to improve on in the second half. In these instances, I never attributed to anybody. I said, you know, that, that a player or coach didn't say that. I have nothing but respect for sideline reporters, for the tireless work they do behind the scenes on the field. I'm only appreciative and humble to work alongside some of the best in the business and call them my best friends. Okay. So that was her response today. A couple things off of that. One, mm-hmm. clearly, Prime and Fox said to her, you better get in front of this, like now, for starters. Secondly, She's still saying that she made stuff up. Like she can say that she didn't attribute it to anybody, but going out there and assuming that a coach would say, yeah, we got to clean up third down is you assuming it, not hearing it from the coach. So, uh, you know, and again, I know there's a, there's a camp that also says, who cares? I don't pay any attention to the sideline reporters too. I that's, not, that's not the point though. That, that Then that's where I was just going to say, that's to me, that isn't what this is about. 
This is about credibility and you falsely reporting on something that is a trusted job in in you know the NFL and in TV circles. So anyway, what, what what's your take on this thing? I got a lot more. No, yeah, for sure. Um, when I think about the sideline reporter, right, the first person that comes to mind for me is Pam Oliver. Pam Oliver has been doing it for a long time. She's been really credible, and she's she's been doing this since 1995, doing sideline reporting for Fox. She's, 28 years. Yeah. Um, right. A black woman in her position, holding that position down. Um, pretty hard to do for as long as she did, yet she's done it. So I'll look at it from this perspective. It's always important to understand and know how to read a room and to understand that some things just don't need to be shared. Like every like we're we, we're in this era where everyone's trying to be exciting and be funny, and all of a sudden, and, 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 and it, it backfires on them, right? Because they're trying so hard to be cool and just come off as like this, you know, this down to earth, this down to earth person. In reality, no, you you're, you're making a mockery of a job that some people dare to dream to have, and you come off as someone who is entitled. You come off as someone who um, isn't isn't afraid to lose their opportunity. And let's, let's be frank about this, right? I understand both sides of it, right? The side of the fence where people say, well, no one really pays attention to it anyway. Sure, but that's not the point, right? The fact of the matter is you got people in that position who some people actually they do pay attention to them. Yeah. But when you, when, when, you, when you flat out say you made up reports, the fact that you even have the gall to say something like that speaks of the privilege that you think you have. Yeah. And, to, and, and, and to an extent, you think you're untouchable. You know, again... I, I I I would I would love to know what it would what it would look like, what it would be like if um someone of Latino descent or someone who looked like me just came out and said, yeah, well, yeah, I make stuff up or whatever. Yep. It won't it, it, it wouldn't it would just would not fly. Yeah, I agree. It would not it, it just would not fly, you know. And on top of that, just from there, I, I know some people say, well, they're just pretty faces on who cares, right? Regardless of the matter is, there are women who work hard to be where they are regardless of how they look. Does does their looks help them to an extent? Maybe, maybe, but that's not for me to decide. The fact of the matter is you got people in that position that actually take their job seriously. Pam Oliver, since, you know, been doing this since 1995, she takes her job very seriously. Yep. So again, man, um, everyone makes mistakes. Um, I'm pretty sure she's contrite. I would like to hope that she is, but I just don't, I don't think it's a good look on in any stretch of the imagination to say you make up something. You're a sideline reporter. You have first you have first crack at these guys in some of the most heated situations. And even if you're making it up, if they didn't say it, don't put it out there right now. And now if you indicate that, you know, and if you now if, if you say, hey, we weren't we weren't able to get we weren't able to get coach. But, you know, just based off the numbers, you know. Yeah, that's um, an honest it, way to go about it's, it. It's clear it, it's clear that they need to improve here. It's clear that they, do, they need to improve there. Yeah. Don't make up something that someone said or don't make up a report. It's just it's it's, it's just not a good look. And again, you come off as someone who's operating from a you know from a place of privilege. I'll be like, can you imagine if I came on here and I said, Oh yeah, like I had this conversation with this person and I'm lying? Same here, Tom. Like, can you if, imagine if I said I talked to people uh, or I talked to, I talked to Nick Sirianni. I, I'm obviously completely making this up, but I talked to Nick Sirianni, and he tells me there's nothing more he wants in the world than to smoke Andy Reid. Oh, can you imagine? Okay, here we go. Right, and everything just blows up. Exactly. And and it's like, 
oh, you know what? Nick didn't really say that. That's just kind of my interpretation. Or or I tried to get Nick and he didn't want to talk yeah, to me. So it's I, irres- I, think, it's, I figured it's that's what he felt. My career's over. It's irresponsible, it's over, dude. I'm it's, done. It's irresponsible. Yeah. You know, I can't I, I, I can't attribute it to anything else but feeling like you're untouchable. Well, the other part that bothered me, Tone, when she said it initially, she's like, I've said this before and it didn't get me fired. Exactly. I get pissed off. It's arrogance. I can't arrogance. tell you how many times I've been up for a job, okay, that I didn't get, that I felt like someone else did who was less qualified, didn't have the experience, wasn't nearly whatever. And it's like, you know, and then you see something like this and, and it, it, Frankly, it pisses me off, man. I'm just being honest. Like, again, is it the end of the world? No, no, no. It's, 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 I, but I will never, if she continues to work in the realm, which I, I don't think she's going to get fired, but if she, if she could, I'll, I'll never look at her the same way again in terms of credibility. Ever. That's what I was about to say. In my opinion, her credibility takes a massive hit, if you ask me. It's, 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 it's just not a good, it's not a good look in any, it, it diminishes, it diminishes the role that you have as a sideline reporter. People already have a funny opinion about that, about that role. Anyway, people yeah. already feel like it's a useless role yeah. You're by you doing that. You you kind of validate that. And it's not a useless role, right? You know, um, these people have jobs for a reason. You know what I mean? It's, you know, however you, your, whatever your personal opinion is about the position, about the role, whatever. The fact of the matter is, there are people out there who work hard and do what they do. Yep. And by you doing that, you're not only compromising their credibility, um, or I'm sorry, you're not only compromising your own uh, credibility, you're compromising theirs and you're diminishing their job. And again, people work hard to get these stories. People work hard to find out what they I can agree. find out. It's, it's, it's not a good look. And again, like I said, I'm, I'm going to always go back to the root of it. It comes from a place of privilege and entitlement. No one, I don't, I can't, I can't, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen someone say, even if we knew or not, right? I can't remember. I even, how dumb can you be to admit that you're lying? That's the thing, too. And it's, cocky, it's cockiness, it's arrogance. Right. It, it, there's an arrogance there. There's also, uh, you know, trying to be, you know, I, I, when I say cute, I don't mean looks. No, I mean, you're that's exactly what it is. Cute. You're right. It's you trying to be saying, like, guess what? Yeah. Guess what I did? And it's like, really? You know, and the other, the, I, I, seriously, though, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll take myself out of this. If, if I'm a, a, a woman sideline reporter, female sideline reporter, and I, there's, I know tons of them who bust their ass to do their job and do it well and care. I am so pissed off at her because you're setting that all everybody back because you know there's just going to be people, cretins mostly, who are like, see, just throw some model on there and she's going to tell me bullshit. Meanwhile, like these, the, all, the other ones who do it right are like, really? It's just true. Just, so, just anyway, it's, it's, yeah. Again, not a good look. And um, if you ask me, it compromises her credibility tremendously. Totally, tremendously. Um, those uh, negotiations are going to be real fascinating whenever she's up for a new contract or something like that. Yeah, I hear. Um, it. Like I said, came from, it, it comes from a place of privilege, arrogance, cockiness, entitlement—all those things, man. It, 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 you just, just can't do that. You can't yeah. do, even if, even if you did do that, right? You don't say that. You don't share that. No one, no. And guess what? It wasn't like nobody was checking for you, or there were reports about you doing it. There's no need to even say you that. Introduced you know? it. Yeah, and, and then you, the fact that you said, "Oh, I've said this before," so I'll say it again. Why say that again? I, I never knew this. I know. I never knew hmm. this. I didn't either. 
<clears throat> but she introduced this. She opened up this can of worms. And now we're in a place where people don't let you forget things. Yeah. People are quick to indict you and hold things against you for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? This is where we are now in social media. Yeah. So whether she realizes it or not, whether she t- well, whether she feels the heat of it today, tomorrow, or next year, or however long, her, people are going to look at her funny in her industry. Yep. Best believe that. Yeah, no question. All right, let, let's circle back to the two big stories coming out of um, last night's game. One, Mark Andrews, it looks like a, a fractured ankle and he's done for the season. That obviously really sucks for the Ravens. That's a big, big blow. Two, Joe Burrow, uh, without being hit, at least in that game, makes a throw, crumples to the ground, and then he gets some kind of treatment. He goes over on the sidelines to throw one, and he did the same thing. Yeah, couldn't even grip the ball. Bad, bad. So that two potentially season-altering injuries to two different guys on separate teams. The other thing is the league is looking into this thing because he wasn't on the injury report, and he got off the plane with a brace on his wrist. So there's a lot going on here. Um you know, in both of these circumstances. I mean, Lamar Jackson loses his number one, you know, guy, his his safety blanket, and Joe Burrow might be out for an extended period of time. Who knows how long? And if that's the case, a Bengals team that was already pretty close to going is really going to go if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, They're five and five on the season right now. Um, He was starting to, you know, he was starting to take shape. Uh, You know, they were in clear cut competition mode for that division making it to the playoffs you know as a wild card at you know at worst uh it's it's unfortunate it's unfortunate man um we i felt you know I, obviously the the injury hurts him more than anybody else but you know we were robbed of a potential classic on last night you know yeah. that could have been you know that could have been a tremendous game um i think when he got down um the, the score was 10 14. Yeah, it was still very close. Yeah. So that game was going to be exciting for sure. And he goes down all of a sudden. Now it's not. And uh, I hope he's not out for a extended period of time. But even if he misses one game with a five and five record, there's no way your backup quarterback can keep you afloat. It's just no mm-hmm. way. And you're already battling injury on both sides of the ball. You're battling injury at the, at the receiver position on the on the edge. They, if I had, I'll, I'll, I'll say it, they may be toast. They may, I, they, may, they, so. they, they may be barbecue chicken, man. I think they're in trouble. I think they're in trouble. All right, so there's that league obviously looking into this because there's a lot of angles to it in terms of gambling and whatnot uh, with the Burrow injury because he was not on the injured list. Uh, Stephon Diggs, the Bills receiver, you know, his brother Trayvon plays for the Cowboys. He's out for the season mm-hmm. with a with a, was it ACL or is he an Achilles? I think he's an ACL. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but he's same difference. The, he's out for the year. <laughs> so he was tweeting, uh, you know, obviously when all that that mess was unfolding on uh, on Monday night, uh, and the and the Bills looked awful. Uh, he was tweeting out, you know, 14 got to get out of there. In other words, you know, Stefan's got to get out of there. He didn't start going off until 14 got there, meaning Josh Allen. Um, Stefan Diggs had to answer for that yesterday, and he was basically like, "Dude, talk to my brother. Like, it, I don't. He doesn't speak for me." I respect him. I love him, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like, I'm not, I don't want to answer for that. It's unfortunate, but I'm sorry, man. When your brother does stuff like that, it's going to come up. Somebody's going to ask mm-hmm. you about it. That's just the way it is. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like, uh, being in school and your younger brother gets into a fight with someone. And you're like, Oh my God, I got to answer for this. Uh-huh. You know, do I ride for him or do I, 
You do, and, and, and invariably you do, even yeah, if you yeah. might not like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to ride for him somehow, some way. Um, or let's say he gets to a back and forth with this guy that you know is like, come on, dude. Let's say, listen, man, my brother, he can be, you know what I mean? It's it's just tough, man. Yeah, we got, or you'll, we, you'll get into it with the guy defending him, and then you get your brother aside, and you're like, I say, yo, dude, listen, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, what are we doing, like, man? Yeah, yeah. Come, like, come on, dog. Like, listen, like, like that's that's – like I'm, 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 I already don't like this guy already, and he ain't, 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 ain't jaw checking with him. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah. but listen, um, regardless, man, social media has emboldened so many people, man. Yeah, I Everyone just look has, at it like you're not helping your brother. You're not, doing you're not, that. Yeah, you're not helping like, him. Not, at all. You're not helping him. Yeah, the trade deadline's passed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So like, yeah. maybe, maybe you should have said that before the trade deadline. Maybe he could have got moved then. Maybe he needed you then. Um. But yeah, it's just again not a good look. Doesn't help the situation. It puts more it puts more eyes on that organization and more than they even do, more than they even need right now. We're already looking at them as one of the biggest disappointments of the 2023 season, along yeah. with, along with the uh, Bengals. So uh, that's the last thing um, he needs, uh, especially when they just fired their offensive coordinator. We know uh, yep. Stephon Diggs uh, at, at times can be disgruntled with the way things go. It's just, it's just not something they needed, man. And um, to, the fact that your brother got an answer for that, not cool, man. Agreed, agreed. Keenan Allen will play. He's got a sprained AC joint in the shoulder. Um, he's in some pain, but he's he's going to suck it up and go uh, for the Chargers, who need every win that they can get. I mentioned this earlier, but just to reiterate, Joe Flacco uh, headed out to Cleveland to work out for them. They obviously are are down a man without Deshaun Watson. Uh, Saquon Barkley says there's no loyalty in the NFL. Yes, you are correct, sir. There is no loyalty in the NFL. So, um, that's going to be interesting. Like you think he's a giant next year? No, no, they would have to throw a bag of money at his face, but they're not going to do that. They're not going to throw so, a bag of money at him. Um, now they can franchise him again. They can do that. Yeah, they could do that. But, but if they do that, man, that would be, that would be terrible. I think you're asking for trouble. And Saquon is not that guy. But if you do that, I think there's going to be issues. Absolutely. So if it's me, uh, if I'm Saquon, I'm taking my talent somewhere else. Hmm. Uh, Now, here's the question. If he does go somewhere else, where do you, where do you, who's going to pay him? But let's just say, let's say, let's say he gets a fair contract. All right. Fair. A fair, a fair contract on both sides. It works for the team. It works for them. It works for him. Where could he go? Where do you see him playing? Where's he going? Hmm. Good question. Uh, man, does New England make a run at him? Um, I thought about I, I thought about them. Um, what about Denver? Yeah, I'd have to really study the running backs. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Um. Um. Who else could potentially make a move? Um. I mean, if you're him, you don't want to go to some like Arizona. You want to be, you know, in contention here. You you want to be in a winning situation. Uh, could you see him going to Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh, I got one. What the Vikings? I thought about them. I thought about them, but at the same time, they just got they just got away from Dalvin Cook. I don't know if they want to take on another running back like of that caliber right now. Yeah. I thought about that. It really is, man. Because if you're an organization. You look at it like I'll draft some guy in the third round and he's going to cost me nothing, you know, mm-hmm. versus giving Saquon 11, 12 million a year. 
Yeah. He's going to the highest bidder. Let's just let's put it that way. Yeah. He's going to whoever he's going as a running back. He's going to whoever he, he's going to whoever gives him the most money. I, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Devon Akane, Akane is uh, going to play this week for Miami, so they definitely get him back against the Raiders. Um, obviously, big that guy is just a flat out playmaker. Yeah, fast so, as hell. Oh, you're you're throwing another another weapon into that group with uh, with Mostert and Tyreek Hill and Waddle and all those guys. So uh, it'll be another another challenge, another guy they got to deal with the uh, the Raiders. That's for sure. Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson's dealing with a with an elbow. He is questionable, so that you know that could be key there in that Buffalo game. If he can't go, that's not, there's not much there offensively, and you take him out, that's your best player on offense by far. Um, and also, what 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 is what incentive does he have to want to really go out there and play through injury? If I'm him, I'm like, uh, I'm I, I, it's kind of tight. I don't know if I could do it. I'm like, why? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I'm. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Actually, I agree with you. I, I don't know why you would. Honestly. Yeah. I don't he's still know why trying he, he he's still trying to make sure he get paid too at some point. You know what I mean? Why? Why why force it? Uh yeah. I don't think I don't think I can go. Something doesn't feel right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bills get a layup. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Very well could be. All right. Uh elsewhere uh around the league and there's there's uh, you know always uh, always a lot going on, man. Uh, we know that in the NFL, especially this time of year. Um so, uh, did you see this other thing? The FAA is investigating a drone that flew over the stadium last night. Yeah, I saw. I saw that last night. Yeah, uh, that was the, the game. Yeah, yeah, like it. Um, they, they had to go to commercial like twice because of it. Uh, right. What was that about, though? I don't know. Man, whose drone was it? Was it someone in the stand? No, because you can't get you can't get that through. No, security. no, you can't. Yeah, you can't. It wasn't. It wasn't a random fan. It was. Uh, hold on. I have. I have the. Uh, here it is. Were they able to get their hands on the drone? So, or did it fly away? The FAA confirms to to BaltimoreBanner.com. Uh, the drone operator. Okay, so it was kind of a, a a a random person doing it. Finding the drone operator won't be easy, but in cases where the FAA is available to identify the illegal drone uses, the operators can face legal consequences. Flying drones in the vicinity of a stadium is illegal uh, from one hour before kickoff until one hour after the conclusion of the game. It's illegal to fly drones around Major League Baseball, NCAA football. You know, you get it, all the outdoor games. Uh, Last month, the drone operator was arrested for flying his drone over the stadium for the Ohio State-Maryland game. So they're trying to figure out who it was. This was not sanctioned in any way. So it's just some random dude. what, What are the repercussions? I think it's probably just a fine. I don't think it's anything more than that. I think it's dangerous, though, man. They, they could drop something. Like, there's a lot. That, and, it could get those high, down on somebody. It should those, be more than just a slap on the wrist. Uh, yeah, uh, depending on the outcome, for sure. Um, I think, you know, those new drones, man, they can be dangerous because of the blades. And you hit the wrong person or you hit, you hit a person uh, in the wrong place. It, 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 it can get rough. It, it can get tricky. So, um, yeah, we'll see how this thing pans out, man. Uh, just weirdos, man. Just, just weirdos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, too much time on people. Just, just buy a ticket like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do our. Usually, we're we're praising. We're doing our top this, top that for our rankings. Not this time, Tone. Not this time. 
Okay. We're, we're looking at the squads that are uh, struggling to say the least mm-hmm. um, in the NFL. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first this time. So, huh, this was a hard task. This is, this is, this is really tough to really figure out who were the worst teams in the NFL. And number five, my fifth worst team is the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. They're just a dumpster fire. Um, the head coach is a weirdo. Um, I just don't know what to believe in. Ownership sucks. Uh, I don't trust their quarterback situation because I don't trust their quarterback. Um, I know he is coming back from injury. Um, so that's the reason why they're my fifth worst team because I think out of all the teams I mentioned, he uh, they have maybe the most stability at the quarterback position, right? At least right now. Right. Um, I think he's the better quarterback out of all the, out of all the teams I mentioned. So that's why they're my fifth worst team. Uh, my fourth worst team right now is the Carolina Panthers. Um, they they leveraged so much of their assets to bring in Bryce Young, and they didn't even have the bodies to protect him. Just completely ass backwards thinking. Um, on top of that, he's a really small dude, which means you really got to make sure your offensive line is intact. Again, backward thinking doesn't make any sense. Um, they gave Miles Sanders a terrible contract that they're not getting any kind of return oh, on. What an awful um, now, kudos to him for getting paid. I'm never mad at the brother getting paid. Get your money, player. But um, on their side of things, very bad deal in terms of ROI, return on investment for them. Um, and they're what one and eight. <laughs> like it's just yeah. they're just not the, you know they're just not a good team by any stretch of imagination. Yeah, they're they're a disaster. They're they're one and eight. Yeah, yeah. C- coaching is highly questionable as of late. Um, their only bright spot is their pass defense to a degree. Uh, and they and they got a couple edge rushers that can get home like Brian Burns. Uh, the Bears. I have the Bears at three. I have the Bears at three. Um. I like Justin Fields. I'm curious to see where his career goes. Um, but he had to battle injury all throughout the season. Um, that guy Ty- Tyson Tyson Baguette or Tyson Bajent Bajent Tyson Bajent. Okay. Um, but overall, overall, man, defense mediocre. Offense it has its moments, but overall mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, ownership uh, ownership in, in in front office mediocre. Uh, so I have them at three. Uh, at two. Have the Patriots. Uh, they they just look so bad. They look so bad. They're they're easily the worst team in the AFC. Mac Jones has regressed beyond repair. Um, Bill Belichick, um, who knows what his future holds um in that organization. Um, they have great ownership. Um, their front office um has kind of dropped the ball in the draft. Um, uh, you know, in terms of the offense side, they don't draft well offensively for some reason. Um, I did. I did like the draft pick Christian Gonzalez, but he got hurt, so you can't really see what he can be for them. You know, in the long, you know, for an entire season, he was he was productive, arguably, um, in line for the defensive rookie of the year. But again, man, Patriots just look so bad, man. And then number one is the Giants. They are freaking terrible. Front office, coaching, injuries, players. Sideline antics, bad deals all across the board. The way they made their offseason, the way the way they made their offseason a spectacle with the Saquon Barkley drama. You trade for Darren Waller, who's currently on IR right now. Um, it's just it's just bad. All you pay Daniel Jones all that money, then he goes out with a messed up neck and a torn ACL or whatever. Yeah. Just 
just just just a hot freaking mess, man. And that's where I'm at. So I have the Giants at one, Patriots at two, Bears being my third worst team, Panthers being my fourth worst team, yep. Cardinals being my fifth worst team. Okay. Good list. Good, good, good breakdown of each of those too. Painful um, breakdown of that. Very painful to even have this conversation <laughs> about these teams. Very painful. Well, I, I'll look. My five and four, I never, ever thought we'd be sitting here having discussions about them being on this list. But I have the Patriots at five. I have a Bill Belichick team in my bottom five, but they've earned every bit of it and then some. And I might be being generous only having them at five, but I have the Patriots at five. They stink. And they've gotten worse. What I, what the yeah. hardest part for me to believe is the offense has regressed with Bill O'Brien there, and Mac Jones looks unplayable now. Like that's, I, I thought at least he'd be okay with Bill O'Brien. He stinks out loud. And they did a terrible job of putting weapons around him. The receivers are awful. They have okay tight ends and nothing else. So uh, I'll start there with the Patriots. <laughs> The Giants, this thing could not have come unglued more than it has. Jones is done for the year after a massive contract. Saquon is is your only guy, and he's getting beat to, to, to you know what. Uh, the offensive line has had all kinds of injuries. The defense hasn't been nearly as good. Infighting during games. Guys going at each other, having to be, you know, separated. Uh, you know, Dable with that, you know, that the face that's like pitch red, angry. Martindale yelling at guys. Now everything's in question for the Giants, where it looked like they were headed on the right path. They're not. They're they're in big, big trouble. Uh, the Cardinals, for everything you just said, a terrible owner, a quarterback who you're locked into because of financial restrictions. Uh, I don't know about Jonathan Gannon as a head coach. We'll see. I don't, I don't think he has any talent, so I can't really judge him, but I don't like anything about them on any level. I would draft a quarterback if I were them. Mm. They probably won't, but I would. Um, then I go the Bears. I thought we were going to see improvement out of them this year. And they continue to go backwards. They've had guys who had to quit or be fired for HR reasons. Like, you've lost your defensive coordinator. I forgot about that. Yeah, another coach. Like, it. what's going on here in the front office? Like, what what is happening? So, that's bad. They still don't know if Justin Fields is the guy. Um, and then I go the Panthers. You know, the, we knew the Panthers, Panthers weren't going to be good. When you're picking first, generally, you're not a good team. I didn't think it looked this bad. And I'm really, I'd be really concerned if I were them. And it's too early to make any kind of judgments ultimately. But man, Bryce Young looks tiny out there. He looks, he looks so small. Watching them last week on Thursday night against the Bears, he looks so small, man. Yeah. Yeah. So small. It's so funny. My one and two is, uh, I want my one and two is your four and five. It's hilarious. Yeah. Better. I just, I, I would, if I'm them, and again, you have to give this kid time and you got to give him weapons, but I, I'm looking at these, these guys like Richardson and Stroud and even Levis, who are all these just big strapping dudes. I know that doesn't mean that you're automatically going to win because you're big in football, but, but I just helps. wonder, <laughs> yeah, but I just wonder, <laughs> take it like Jalen Hurts is not tall, but Jalen Hurts is put together, man. You know, Bryce Young's not. So we'll see. I mean, just do a better job. You, if I'm them, I'm going crazy on the offensive line. You got to listen. I w- if I was them, I'm drafting all my first three picks, four picks in the draft are offensive linemen. One of those offensive linemen they have, they drafted in the first round. I yeah, think, the NC State ago. Kid. Yeah, he sucks, man. He sucks, man. Um, so yeah, man. The Panthers. I want Bryce Young to succeed. I want him to succeed. You know what I mean? He, um, yeah, oh yeah. 
I met him in person. Seems like a cool dude. Um, you know what I mean? Again, he's yeah. again, he's so yo, his his only job is offseason, bro. Go to McDonald's every day. Dude, like go to McDonald's, eat your Wheaties. You know what I mean? A lot of protein Just, shakes. A lot of protein. Steak on steak on steak on steak yep. and whey protein. Look, bro, you you better load up on carbs this offseason. Yep. And um, work on because I because what's gonna happen is by getting beat like that, just can't get beat like that. Little yep. by little by little by little by little, and slowly but surely, they're gonna beat the talent out of them. Yep. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna beat the bad habits into them. You know, that's I mean? the problem that he's gonna be seeing ghosts. He's and, be seeing and ghosts. Once that starts happening, it's hard to come back from that one. Very hard to come back from that. So I think the number one, the number one priority. For the Panthers, invest as much as you can in your offensive line. Yeah, draft if, if if you got if you got eight picks in the draft, ten picks in the draft, draft five offensive linemen. Just get yourself a large enough sample size to the point where you just can't miss. Something got to stick to the wall. Something has to because he won't last five years. No, nope. Agreed. Agreed. All right, let's get a let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We'll do a little start bench cut. We'll give our predictions for the Eagles Chiefs game. Even though it is Monday, we're still going to give our predictions for everybody for Friday. Uh, So we'll dig into all those kind of things. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. We'll be right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won... We went straight to Broad Street, and uh, everybody was going nuts over there, and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wolbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. 
We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, Blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. hanging out with you on this Friday. All right, Tone, uh, you, you ready for the third installment of the start, bench, cut, baseball version? We've done football and hopes you ready. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, all right, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. All, right. all right. Let's do it. Let's see what we have here. All right. Start, bench, cut, Phillies edition, you guys. You guys know how the rules work. You got three players coming at you. You got to start them. You got to bench him or you got to cut him. Let's go. So let's, let's do go, it. Baby. All right. So to start it off, we're coming out hot, baby. Start bench cut. Bryce Harper, Jimmy Rollins, or Mike Schmidt. <laughs> okay. Bryce yeah, Harper, well, Jimmy Rollins, geez. Mike Schmidt. There's no uh, no appetizer here. We're going right no to the appetizer. main course. We're going, right, we're going right to the entree. Oh, boy. All right. Tomahawk steak. Jeez, man. All right. Um, damn. I'm going to go Schmidt starts. Oh, my God. The, the other two, man. This is this is just. Mm-hmm. So. Harper bench. Jimmy wow. cut. I hate that. Wow. I hate that. You know what? I'm flipping it. I'm going Jimmy Bench. Oh, don't don't let me bully you. No, no I'm not, it's not that. I'm, I'm thinking about his defense over Harper's. Oh man. Okay, so you said uh, start Schmidt. Schmidt bench. starts. Yeah. Uh, start Schmidt. Bench Jimmy. Cut Harper. Oh. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? But I ain't yes. mad at you, man. I ain't mad at it. That's hard, dude. That that's that is man. I, I mean, okay. I, I feel good about Schmidt. The other two can go either way. I, of course, I, yeah, yeah. Schmidt, Schmidt. See the see the gag was make it look easy. 
but then it gets harder. <laughs> oh my God, man. Yeah. So, all right. So people start Rollins bench. Hold on. Let me see some of these, uh, bench Mike and cut Harper. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. Start Harper bench. Schmitty cut Jimmy. Damn. All right. Start Schmidt bench. Rollins cut Harper going along those same lines. Okay. 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 It's hard guys. That one's tough. That one's tough. very, all right. very. Okay. All right. Next one. Start bench cut. Yep. Cole Hamels, Zach Wheeler, or Kurt Schilling. Start bench cut. Cole Hamels, Zach Wheeler, or Kurt Schilling. God, this is so hard because here's why. If it's a playoff game, it probably changes the way you view it over like a career. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, if it's a playoff game, I'm probably going chilling. Me too. Then I'm going Hamels. Then I'm going Wheeler. But if I'm just looking at body of work, Chilling's not in the Hall of Fame because he's half a whack job. That's why he's not in the Hall of Fame. It's, it, 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 to me, in my opinion, has nothing to do with what he did on the field. Uh, Hamels will not be a Hall of Famer, but he did win an NLCSN World Series MVP for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. And, and didn't Zach Cole Wheeler, Hamels also win a Cy Young? He, did he win a Cy Young? I don't think he won a Cy Young. Let me see. Let me double check. And Zach Wheeler has been nothing but awesome since the Phillies got him. Uh, all right. I'm going to go. Nope, you're right. No Cy Young. Four-time All-Star, World Series champion, World Series MVP, and an NLCS MVP. So, yeah. Guy was a yeah, man. He has a nice resume for sure. I'm st- starting Schilling. Benching Hamels, cutting Wheeler. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, that's how I'm going. I'm, I'm going to assume it's the playoffs. So I'm going to go Schilling, Hamels, Wheeler. That's who I'm going. Schilling, Hamels, Wheeler. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. These are good. Like, I'm getting, we're getting some good ones here uh, from folks. Okay. Start, Start Wheeler, Wheeler Bench, Schilling, Schilling cut, cut Cole. Wow, interesting. interesting. I figured that I, I figured this one would have the most variation. Yeah, playoffs. I'm going Shill, Wheeler, Hamels. Okay, okay. Because 09 Cole was not as good. Good point, Dynasty. Good point. That's a good. It's a very good point. 09 was not good for him. Schilling was a nut, but he was a playoff money pitcher. That's where I'm at. This is not a character thing. This yeah, is it's not about character at all. No, I got the guy on the mound that I need to win a game. Start Hamels bench and then cut wheels. Okay. Mm, okay. Interesting. Start Shilling. Yeah, we get a lot of that. A lot of variation. Hey, <laughs> Christy. Tone, can you make this game any harder? I <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Guys, don't worry. Yeah. All right, so the next wave. Start, bench, cut. Bobby Abreu, Chase Utley, Lenny Dykstra. Okay. Bobby Abreu. Abreu, Abreu. Abreu, Abreu sorry. Yeah. Bobby Abreu, Chase Utley, Lenny Dykstra. Damn. Start, oh. bench, cut. All right. Utley starts. Dykstra's another lunatic, but he was great when he was here. <laughs> um, Dykstra goes to the bench. Bobby Abreu gets cut, and that's a shame. Bobby Abreu was a hell of a player. Uh, I'll take Utley all day long. I feel good about my starter. Yes. Some of his best years were in Philly. Oh, no doubt. I'm going Utley, Dykstra, Abreu. Utley, Dykstra, Abreu. Okay. I got it. I got it. Dykstra, go Abreu. I am mad at that. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Let's see the Utley, Utley, Bench Lenny, Bench Lenny, Cut Abreu. Okay, 
start Utley, bench Dykstra, cut Abreu. Yep. Uh, start Chase, and then Nails. Who's wow, everyone's er, 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 okay. This is consensus on this one. This okay. is very consensus. Okay, maybe I made this one too easy. Okay. No, I don't think it was easy. I, I think I think I think Abreu gets a little underappreciated, even by me too. By okay, but yeah. Okay. Still a good one. All right. Start bench cut. Yep. Pat Burrow. Yep. Kyle Schwarber. Yep. Or Greg Lazinski. Oh, the bowl. All right. Pat Burrow, Kyle Schwarber, Greg Lazinski. All right. Start got, bench cut. You got some sluggers there, man. Um, some big, some big sluggers, big boys. All right. I'm gonna go. I'll go Lazinski, Schwarber, Burl. Lazinski starts, Schwarber to the bench, Burl gets cut. Really? That's hard. Really? I know. I'm cutting a guy who's You're like cutting a, a guy who came up big in their World Series come up run. big. Oh, my God. Um, came up big, man. Maybe his defense wasn't the best, but. Yeah, none, of, none of those guys are, are no confused with, with good defenders. <laughs> you don't want any of those guys anywhere near a ball that's hit. You want your center fielder running about a, a thousand miles to track those things down. All right, let's see what every, everybody's got here. Jim G, start Schwarber, cut Bur Oh, a bench Burl, cut the bull. Okay. Okay. Start Schwarber, bench the bull, cut Burl. Okay. Chris D, where, uh, there she goes. All right, the bull, haven't heard that name in decades. It's true. Uh, crazy. Yeah, Burl. By the way, just got named the the hitting coach. Dynasty's right. The hitting coach with the with the uh, San Francisco Giants. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yep. Uh, right. Lazinski was reliable year after year. That's why I went with him. He was a, like a better pure hitter than these guys. Mm. As far as just sheer power, it's Schwarber all day. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like Burl was, Burl was a really good player too. But eh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna go Lazinski, Schwarber, Burl. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. This is this, this is the final one I, I wrote down. That's fine. That's all. We're good because it'll yeah. get us right to where we need to get to. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Start bench cut. Yep. JT Riamuto. Yep. Carlos Ruiz or Mike Lieberthal. Oh. Start right. bench cut. JT Riamuto. Carlos Ruiz. Mike Lieberthal. Mm. Okay. I'm going to go Chooch gets the start. Ruiz gets the start. Okay. Because the pitchers loved Carlos Ruiz. I mean, Halliday, Lee, Hamels, those guys couldn't say enough about him. I'll go Ruiz starts, Realmuto onto the bench, and Lieberthal's cut. Okay. Ruiz, Realmuto, Levy. That's my order. All right, let's see what the uh, what the folks think. Start JT, bench Chooch, cut Lieberthal. Mm, hmm. Bry guy. Yeah. Start Chooch, bench JT Levy. He's on the same wavelength as me. Okay. I did so that. So if I'm, this is more of a defensive selection for me. Okay. The, I can respect that. Yeah, that was what it is. I mean, I need a guy back there. And not that Real Muto was a bad defender. Of course, he's an excellent defender, but I'm going Ruiz. But, but, Ruiz but, but, is also Ruiz, a little clutch moment still. Ruiz is better than me defensively. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean JT is a bad defender, like you said. No, you know, not at all. Ruiz, hey, look, like, like you said, the pitchers just love Ruiz, man. Here's the thing: if you're making, if you're any of these three, you've done something right in your career. 
right? That's, a great, that's, that's definitely a great way of looking at it. Put it that way, um, for sure. And then, you know, the Phillies, you, you, uh, Jim, Jim G, or uh, Jim G's right. You could have thrown Dalton. I'm not saying you, but you could have thrown Dalton or Bob Boone in there. So the Phillies had a good amount of good catchers over the years. Mm. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Let's look at good stuff, Tone, all week on that. Uh, let's look at we'll, – we'll, I know we're going to get really deep into, like, game line stuff on Monday. But let's just do surface stuff right now. We got about five minutes left. Um, okay. What's your just tell me right now because it could change by Monday. Mm-hmm. What's your gut telling you right now in terms of this game with the Eagles and the Chiefs? Mark, you know what's so funny? I feel I feel I feel very light going into this game. I felt like heavier. confident light. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I felt I, I felt more tight going into that Cowboys game. Um, but I feel loose going into this game. Uh, okay. Now, obviously, on game day, I always get into my own little mood, but. Lean, leading up to the game, I feel I feel pretty solid about it. I feel pretty good about it. I think this is going to be a game, and this isn't my official prediction, but this is this is my tentative prediction. Um, and I give I give my real one. I give my real one on Monday. Um, I got the Philadelphia Eagles winning this game, twenty-seven, twenty-three. 27-23 Philadelphia Eagles. I got tight them winning this game. A tight, tight one. one. Okay. Okay. 27-23. All right. I hate myself for this and bring on the onslaught chat section. Here it comes. I think the Eagles lose a tight one tone. I, I think it's a right there kind of game, and I hate this, but I just it, I, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing and what my gut's saying. I think I think the Chiefs get the ball back late. Down. I know this sounds familiar. Although the Super Bowl, they were tied. But I think the, the Eagles take a lead late. Chiefs get the ball back. And, and, and Well, yeah, because I think some of the issues with the secondary are going to come to bite the Eagles in the butt in this one. And Mahomes does just enough hitting Kelsey and making a couple little plays here and there or whatever that they get in field goal range and they win or they get a really late touchdown, which the Eagles can't do anything about. It just sort of feels like that kind of game. I don't. And and the, and the thing is, if it is that kind of game, it's not the end of the world. You're an underdog on the road in Kansas City, and I. But I know everybody's going to lose their mind if that's the case and say there's no chance if the Eagles meet them in the Super Bowl, they can beat them. I don't think that that is what it means. I really don't. I really don't. I mean, that'd be three straight losses to that team, man. The trends don't lean in their favor. No. That's why I feel like it's so important for them to break this trend right now. They have. I to do. Win I, I agree with you in the sense that, like, the players are never going to say it, but. You got to get off the schneid against Andy and Mahomes. Like you got to do it. You got just to sh- show yourself. Like well, all right, we can. We really can beat these guys. That's all. Yeah, that's all. I don't care more, how it more looks. than more than it means to the public or the fans or anything like that. I, yeah. I think they want to prove it to themselves. And again, your feelings may change over the weekend. Could and anything can happen based on maybe how Sunday looks or whatever. Um, maybe Monday comes and you just feel a different vibe around the city. You know what I mean? Maybe you drop around a little bit. Maybe you go to the, maybe you go to a Bravo when you talk to our, our guy, Alessandro. And, <laughs> I will know, actually, I'll be and, there in a couple hours, man. you know, and, you know, and he talked, he talks you uh, through it and you say, okay, maybe the Eagles can win this game. So again, my score prediction he is a diehard Eagles fans, by the way. Yeah. My prediction is tentative. It's very fluid right now. Um, I may even have it tighter about, about time Monday comes, okay. but right now I'm going to rock right now. 27 23 i'm flirting around there Eagles. all right beautiful so we'll we'll get you again you know we'll we're gonna go full bore into this thing on monday because that's going to be the game and we're gonna have a better idea around the league of where things are too and we'll certainly go through all the big games that were played over the weekend look ahead sixers are like i mentioned they play 
Hawks tonight and then mm-hmm. afternoon game. The nice thing, too, is you got a Sixers afternoon game on Sunday if you want to uh, dig into that, too. I think they played the Nets. Uh, ben Simmons is out with a with a hip. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see, see where that goes also, but, uh, yeah. you get Sixers playing flyers are back at it, uh, over the weekend too. a lot of college football stuff, uh, happening too. We didn't really even get into the hardball thing with the suspension. Um, but yeah, uh, real quick, uh, everyone that is expected to practice for the Eagles today is practicing. The only starter missing we knew was Goddard with the arm. Uh, so they look pretty healthy minus Goddard you know, for the most part, especially on the defensive side. Uh, that's for sure. All right. I uh, want to thank everybody in the chat. You guys are the best. I uh, want to thank everybody uh, streaming and listening. And a reminder, if you could, please, it's pinned in the chat section by tone. You can link right up to it. Um, anything you can do um, for for Derek in terms of a donation and and Trish uh, is appreciated, folks. Thanks. And, and we do appreciate you guys and everything that you do and all the good thoughts. Uh, all right, so don't go anywhere. Tone's got you along with Dan Cilio for the National Football Show coming your way uh, up next. And again, we'll be back uh, same time, same channel on Monday. So Tone, wishing you and everybody yes, a sir. very happy, happy weekend. And uh, we will talk to you Likewise, guys. my friend. Try to get some rest, man. Try to get too, some rest. Too, my man. I'll see you on Monday. Thanks. All right, take care, you guys. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.